Crazy Taxi. Take me to Pizza Hut. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> Personal pan pizzas for free when you buy turtles. Oh, you don't get no free pizza with Game Pass. Ha, ah, sucky Game Pass. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and I have the dream team tonight. That's right. The Avengers have assembled. I got Johnson, Jam, and Joe. Ninja Turtles on Tuesday, people. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we have our good friend of the show, our Driftcast co-host, and longtime patron. We got Matt G. Yo, what's up? I kind of want to do like a G unit, but then I don't know if you guys... Yeah, y'all date back that far, you know what I'm saying? That, that would go over my head. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <laughs> you would know, you would know, sell it like Randy Orton over here. Uh, and then we have our brother from down under. What's up, CJ? Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Uh, looking forward to today. I've never, I've never spoken to Matt before on one of these podcasts. These doobie whacking modern high flying highfalutin is it? See, you can tell I haven't done these for ages. I don't even know what they are anymore. But I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoyed him speaking a few weeks ago on Elden Ring. Not enough to inspire me to play it yet, but I did enjoy listening to it. <laughs> hey, well, let the record show. I bought the game and have not even <laughs> downloaded it on my console. It is the most intimidating game on the shelf. There's no question. That that's my excuse. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, I, uh, this is what I did. I bought the game in quotes for my son. I said, "Son, what do you think of Elden Ring?" He's like, "Ah, eh, don't really like it. Uh, Bloodborne's better." And I was like, "Okay, that's all I needed to know." <laughs> so wait, Daryl, you bought a game and you haven't played it. Is that different <laughs> than normal? I'm confused. Can you I'm, believe? I am that? also confused. Can you believe that this guy right here, the host of the Loot Bros podcast, has owns a game that he's never played? I know, crazy. At least what you unwrapped this, this one. one? Yeah, I mean, I digitally unwrapped it. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> buy a physical. Can you imagine how far down this the queue this game is though? Because he's not even pretending to have played it. That's how far down the queue this game is. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to pledge him, but I may have to pledge him. Oh, fear. oh no, 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 fear! Because I really want to do a super loop rose about fear. That is one of my all time top Ooh. ten favorite games. Ooh. And it's like, okay, it doesn't take you that long to get through. It's okay because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay tricky money to, to have to platinum the Last of Us. <laughs> it'll never happen it'll never happen he'll be stuck he'll never get another platinum as long as he lives I'm gonna force it on him because he says like oh, I'll never platinum it because I don't want to ruin the experience of the game it's like well you can be bought out sir <laughs> do you know what I like trying- what I like about people like him, though, is, you know, they platinum almost no games at all. So when they platinum something, it's like obviously a good game. It's like a massive achievement. Congratulations. So, but at the <laughs> moment, he's working on that Lego Skywalker, Star Wars, whatever it is, game, which is like maybe like eight hours of story and then like 200 hours of just random grinding. And I yes. love that, you know, <laughs> you finish so few games to platinum, but you, you choose ones that have insanely boring grinds. I think that's wonderful. A tip yeah. in the hat. <laughs> 
Yeah, he, he definitely picks them. So. Yeah. I've been trying to just play Lego games lately, and I got to be honest, man, I said I struggle. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to finish the game, much less go back for the platinum. That's why I stick to actual Legos. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> I, I have completed more Lego sets than I have platinum Lego games. That is did fact. you Did you order Optimus Prime, Matt? No, but actually today I just got uh, I Mandalorian's new Naboo fighter. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I ordered Optimus Prime. I had to have it. Uh, the, you get me a sound wave, I will order that shit. Coming faster than I can it's get my coming. wallet. It, that's coming, and so is uh, Soundwave's coming, and so is a Galvatron. Apparently, you, you sound like uh, Arnold in the gym. I'm coming every I'm day. Coming. I'm coming in the gym. I'm coming when I'm home. I'm coming. <laughs> so, all right, guys, this is Loot Bros Podcast. We're here to talk about games. We have two, not just one, but two twats this week. This week's official topics. Oh snap! Two Double twat. But twat twat twat. So we are, uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be back. You know, I missed last week. You know, I listened back to the show. Thank you guys for covering the show and making it happen. Uh, it was uh, obviously such a daunting task to make the show happen that Zach fell so incredibly ill that he is literally on the porcelain throne as we speak. He has been sick to his stomach. He's been vomiting and diarrhea for seven days. Seven. I mean... He's the real frosty craps now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, now, usually when somebody misses, I make the joke. It's like, oh, you know, they couldn't make it. They had diarrhea. You know, everybody message them and say, sorry about your butt. This time, that's literally the case. So at any given time, you guys want to shoot Zach a message and say, hey, sorry about your butt. It would actually be a real thing. He would appreciate it. So here we are. Loot Bros podcast. Before we get into our toast. If you guys wouldn't mind checking out the YouTube, checking out the various uh, podcast platforms that we are available on, shooting us some reviews, giving us some stars, uh, Spotify uh, Spotify stars or Spotify hearts, whatever the freak they are, um, they're going up. I like seeing that. Seriously, it's like the more you guys give us reviews in any fashion, the more the numbers go up for the show. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, if you're If you like what we do and you're into what we do, you can go check out our Patreon. You can get involved on the Patreon for as little as $1 a month. There's extra content on there each and every month. There are extra shows that we do specifically for Patreon, one being the Super Loot Bros Podcast, and then the other being the Deep Dive. Each and every month, we dive deep into, sometimes it's a game, sometimes it's a movie, video game themed, uh, or video game adjacent, rather. Uh, so definitely lots of cool things on there. Anything I do, 2236, Loot Bros, Comic Cast, all that stuff, you get uh, early access to on the Patreon as well. So yeah, lots of cool things there. You guys want a toast? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. So this week's toast is going to go out to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I am I mean, beyond it's the only excited. Yeah, we know that Joe is excited. Uh, but I'm also wow. excited. I can't wait to sit down with my kids and and freaking couch co-op that game. That is going to be a blast. I'm I'm just extremely shocked that we got this before Calabunga Collection. Like I would assume that that would have dropped already or been ready to drop, and then they're like, I don't know what they're doing now because they said that's coming in the summer. Yep. So are we getting both of these games within months of each other? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, lots of, lots of turtles by it's, by it's, August. It's, I would imagine it's freaking turtle boners mm-hmm. everywhere, man. 
That's right. The old tur- you, you're a, <laughs> your half shell is going to be a full-on shell. It's a, it's a full shell, yeah. It's on a full shell right now. <laughs> so, another thing I want to toast to is I want to give a shout-out and a toast to our good friend in the community, friend of the show, uh, and now my good friend in real life, uh, Gaz Davis. Uh, you guys know Gaz. He's been in the group. He's commented. He's you know played games with us, done competitions with us. But he and I actually got to meet and hang out uh, on a awesome vacation. And I'm just going to be real with everybody. I've already told him this stuff, but you don't know how that stuff's going to go. All right. I live in Columbia, South Carolina. All right. Gaz lives in the UK and he, him, he and his family flew all the way over, all the way down into Orlando, Florida to hit all the theme parks. So my family and I pack up using meeting him and his family as an excuse to go to Florida. We drive eight and a half, nine hours to get there. And it's like, hey, we'll hang out, ride a few rides, catch lunch or dinner or something, and we'll kind of see how it goes. And, you know, maybe it's like awkward. Maybe it's, you know, like, oh, you know, we're, we're, it's cool playing games together. It's cool shooting, you know, messages back and forth in the Facebook group. But you, you just don't really know how you're going to jive with people until you are face to face. And I got to say, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a blast. Uh, our families meshed so well together, guys. Like, it was unbelievable. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Like, we all met up in the park. Of course, Gaz and I have plenty of things to talk to. I mean, we're we're just, you know, shooting the breeze and kind of asking each other all the, you know, all the normal questions. Like, oh, what's things like over there? What do y'all do? Blah, blah, Our wives click immediately, right? And then our kids all just paired up. And it's like they were best friends forever. Like, it's it was crazy. How well, and for two days, we got to hang out, go, you know, obviously go to the theme parks, go catch dinner. Um, and then they even brought, they had another family of you know, friends of theirs that came with them. So you're like, okay, wow, this is three families meeting up. This could be awkward. It was like we've all known each other our whole lives. So I just want to give a special shout out, um, not just to Gareth and his family, but like this show has you know, made that possible. You know, I, if it wasn't for this show and I want to get, I want to actually, you know what? A little extra to CJ. Cause if it hadn't have been for my relationship with CJ push to plat existing, you know, you had Gareth on your show before he and I really interacted together. So this community and all the different layers and all the different ways we interact with each other, um, essentially came together and set the stage for two people, two families to come together and hang out and have an absolute blast. It was very cool, um, and I was just—I'm so thankful I got to do that. So, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to the community that we've all built and all parties involved. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes all of us interacting together and in, in, in making this thing work, dude. And it's very cool. So, I just want to give a little slurp to that. Well, just before you do, can I can I can I six degrees of separation it back to you? Go for it. Because for it. I he is he's he's an awesome dude. Um, and I met him in the the Platcast Discord. Uh, I don't think I'd ever ever come across him before. Uh, and met him there. Um, he's a big fan of theirs or whatever. And I got onto the Platcast Discord because you had uh Plat Zach and uh Chernobyl Ninja on your podcast ages yeah. and ages ago. So it really, <laughs> if you think about it, it all started with you, sir. Oh wow, that's it, crazy how that stuff works out. Yeah. Crazy how that stuff works. Out. So, so well, I just want to throw it out there. This I am so thankful, and it was so cool because I had this I had this conversation with my wife. Now we are all, we all hung out, and I'm in the shower, right? At, you know, at the end of the day, 
my wife's brushing her teeth and she's sitting there talking to me and she's like, I cannot believe how well that went and how everyone clicked and found a place together. And we had such a good time. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, can you imagine how, you know, I was like, how awkward it was for me to be like, Hey babe, this guy I met on the internet's coming into town, you know, <laughs> like, can we go meet up and hang out? You know, I was like, uh, if it, that was one of my children saying, Hey dad, I met this dude on the internet. I want to go spend time with him. I'm like, what the? No, no. <laughs> but I can I can just see before you met him and you're telling your kids, now, don't give out our address, our home phone number, anything that dude. they can trace us back, just in case this thing goes bad and we talk about yeah. soccer the whole time. <laughs> dude, it's funny because, like, I was like, hey, whatever you guys do, like, you know, they're going to have English accents. Like, just <laughs> don't, don't do that, you know, because we do that here, you know. Uh, my, cause I, I, I tell on the show all the time, my wife watches Love Island, everything and all these shows. And so the, the phrase, um, would you, would you like to have a proper snog? Like it <laughs> comes, it is said in this house all the time. Or, uh, my wife would be like, uh, fancy giving me a chat. And like it just, we repeat these things. And so I was like, please guys, they, they might not think that's funny. You, you just don't know. And we all got together and it was, I just it was so easy, so so easy. To hang I hope out with. I hope someone asked the compulsory question of all English people: Do you know the Queen? <laughs> no, we did not. We didn't. Have, we didn't have, have tea with the Queen. That's like compulsory dude, question. A, oh my gosh, dude! I told what a missed. I'm sure they all have. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's funny though because we sat at the dinner table and we just started talking about like, like what do you call this over in England? Oh, oh wow, well, we call it this and. The wildest conversations about zucchini, like what people, what we call zucchini and what they call, I think it was Corvée or Corvette. Mm. I was like, wow, it was just beyond fascinating, the conversations we had and how much fun we all had with it. So it was, it was a blast. Thank you guys awesome. for setting the stage and making that possible. <laughs> definitely, definitely cool. So that being said, I'm officially booking the loot bros uh meet and greet tour so we're gonna go all around the country and hang out with all you guys until it gets weird and then we stop <laughs> <laughs> until until dude my wife was like all right now you tell cj he's next <laughs> oh i think that's gonna be one i think i'm gonna get on with your wife very well a, l- a lot better potentially than i'll get on with you i think <laughs> <laughs> i mean well that's pretty dang good she, 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 she doesn't mind a glass of wine does she we'll, we'll get on right. like a house on fire well, we'll see. We'll see. But dude, <laughs> it was fun, man. It was so much fun. And it and again, good laughs and we had a good time. So, uh yeah, we'll definitely, you know, be doing uh things like that again. And what's fun is you know, we're like, "Oh, dang, well, I guess we have an excuse to go over to the UK now. Well, let's go meet mm-hmm. the queen." <clears throat> but uh definitely a blast. Awesome. So, that was that was cool. So, all right, let's get into what we're playing. We're going to start with our guests and uh and we're going to go with Matt first. CJ, I'm actually going to let you, we're going to end with you. We're going to start with Matt and end with you. Awesome. Ah, guest sandwich. Oh, <laughs> double oh. stuffed Oreo, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I tell oh. you what, I'm getting in the mood now, Matt. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I've actually got a bunch of games that I've been playing, and I'll go into more in this the next time we get into the Driftcast, but I finished Metroid Dread. Just a fantastic Metroid game it i can't say enough about it it it, 
it's not as hard as others. It's not as long as others, ooh, which ooh. I know some people here might <laughs> hey, be excited about. That's what she said. But, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, sorry. it was, it points you in the right directions. I did use a guide for some of it, but it's smooth. It looks great. It plays great. It's just, it's everything I wanted out of a Metroid game. And it took so long for them to get it to us. But I was really happy with it. I've also been playing Hard Space Shipbreaker, which recently did its 1.0 release. You play a very indebted space junker to the tune of like 1.2 billion credits. And you have to dismantle ships to knock down your debt. But every day you're racking up more debt as you're buying supplies, as you're renting tools. And they put you in a shipyard where you're floating around in zero G and you have to dismantle the ship to process it in one of three different various containers. And if you don't do it right, explosive decompression will kill you. And then that just racks up more debt because what you have to do is you get charged for being cloned. So it's really chill and it's kind of like a space Western. It's got very Western type music playing in the background and it's just it's a very neat game to play to chill out until you get to the point where you have to remove a reactor and it's like hey you better do that fast or it's going to explode on you <laughs> and if you yeah, if it, if you have a pc you know i suggest looking at it on steam it's a lot of fun i bought it a while ago probably back in 20 2019 i first saw it at pax 2019 and i've been playing it since so they just did their 1.0 release take a look at it I've also been doing the Ghosts of Tsushima Iki Island DLC. Oh. It, I love that game. I love it so much, and I only stopped playing it to play for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. So now that I finished that, I' starting to go back through that DLC. Speaking of which, I started a new game plus on Forbidden West because I love that game. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for CJ's comment because. <laughs> <laughs> from what i've listened to you sir you're not a fan you know the funny thing is like i know you don't you you know the trophies and achievements just they're, they're not a, a big thing for you or whatever and rightly so should i say but um they bought out a patch uh just the other day or something with three trophies requiring the new game plus and all that and then one of them is a um actually maybe i can ask you about this uh you getting these challenge tokens i think when you finish quests and things now but uh yep. Um, can you only get those in New Game Plus, or if you were to start the game fresh now, could you get them in your first playthrough? Do, do you know? Or I'll have to get back to you because, like you said, I really don't pay much attention to them, but no, I can definitely yeah. go look to see what my progress is because if I have progress, then it means it carried over. If I don't have progress, it's got to be a New Game Plus only type of thing. And are you playing it in like a harder difficulty? Is that why you're doing it again, or you just wanted to do it again? Nah, I just wanted to do it again. I love the game. It is so good. It's one of my top five games so far this year. Do you like it more than the first one? or, or? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm really enjoying the world that they built in this one. And the story, not as much as the first one, but the gameplay, the weapons, the challenges that they introduced because they got all sorts of like arenas and yeah that's where the challenge tokens come in and you use them to buy legendary gear which is mm -hmm. kind of the end game goal stuff that you want mm -hmm. and that's what i'm using to go back through so cool. that's 
it, it well, I'll get back to you on the answer on the platinum or the uh, I'm sorry, the other trophies because I'm just not 100% sure and I don't want to mislead everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a cool I'm, thing to do. I, I'd be more interested in playing that one again than the first one because the first time I played through it, like I only dabbled with some of the um the gadgets that you could use. I didn't go into them hugely and just just went with the loadout I liked. But I know playing again on the harder difficulties, it really you need to utilize um some of those gadgets, uh, disc throwers or whatever they are, and stuff like that much better. So I, I can definitely see being value in a second playthrough more than I could see in that first game when they made you do it. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, it's just I enjoyed the world so much, and for anybody that played, not to get too spoilery, but it's been out for two months. Yeah. The Oh, two months. Jeez, what is it? <laughs> There's no phone. The time has are. flown by. A couple months now. <laughs> it's like that, months, isn't it? That under-desert world just astounded me. Yes. And yeah. the visuals were just so yeah. entrancing. It just, that's what I thought about when I thought yeah. about this game. It's amazing a PS5 can do that. I was blown away as well. <laughs> First time I've seen it. Yes, <laughs> Only the time system I've seen does it. pretty well. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's okay. Mm. It doesn't hold up to my 3090, but no. it, it does all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've also played a game that just came out in beta on the PC called The Cycle Frontier. You can go in a team up to three people. You launch and land on a wild world. And you have to collect resources. But the catch is the enemies there are pretty damn deadly. If you die down there, you lose most of your items except for what you have in like your safe pouch. And more importantly, there's other players in the world who can kill you and take your stuff. So you go in knowing what the risk is, and it's a real risk-reward type of game. Do you want to extract now with what you have, or do you want to dig a little bit further? My friends and I were playing yesterday and we were spending way too much time in a room in a puzzle room that we solved. We were gathering loot. Somebody came in and just marked us all. So it, it's a fun little romp. It's just I have to play it a lot more to get into it. And I also downloaded the demo to Metal Hellslinger. Daryl, this might be a game you might be interested in. I'm not sure if it's on anything other than PC. Listen. But you guys have heard of like bullets per minute or yep. Crypt of the Necrodancer. That, yes. It's a game like that. It plays songs, and you have to shoot and kill demons to the beat of the song. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard of this. And the neat thing is, it's got the backing and by some it's major the metal bands. version? Yeah, it's, it's, you got Trivium, Lamb yeah, of God, yeah. Arch Enemy, <laughs> Soil Work. It's got all these bands that are making original songs for the game. And the motivation is you have to increase your multiplier because only at the highest multiplier level do you start getting lyrics. So as you increase that multiplier, they start introducing more of the instruments and the background music until you get to level 16, which is where they start introducing the music uh, or the uh, lyrics. And it's just a, a single level right now, so one or two songs. But I could already tell this is going to be my jam for a while when it comes out. And I think it's slated for September. Wait, is it only like the beta version? Oh, it's a demo right now. Damn. That's pretty sick that they have that much content in already. That, yes. it, it just so many people have mentioned this one to me personally. Like, this is going to be my thing because 
you know, I like metal and all that good stuff. So, and I hear it's just, it's just very good. Yeah. Well, the graphics aren't the greatest to write home about, but it doesn't need to be. The music just keeps you going. And I was struggling at first when I started, but as you found the rhythm and as you figured out the guns and which to use where it just started jiving. And I was like, okay, uh, I could see this is going to be a problem for me. <laughs> good problem. And finally, just I've been doing a whole lot of emulating on my Steam Deck. I've got all sorts of games that I've been playing. I've been playing old stuff. I've been playing newer stuff. It's just that is a little system that could, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, I'm going to get one. Not anytime soon, but I'm, I'm going to get one. That's awesome. I'm, can I throw one out there? I want to ask you about it. I don't know, Matt, because it's so awesome hearing you speak because I think out of all those games you talked about, I've only ever heard like of one or maybe two of them. So I, the only reason I come on these shows, in case you didn't know, is just to create a game, a list of games for myself to play. So I really appreciate <laughs> that. So it's totally selfish. But you're talking about that metal one. There's one called Sound uh, Soundfall. Uh, have you heard of that? That came out. I played some. Yeah, I actually, I, I think I saw the trailer for that a little while ago. I, I, I couldn't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was a games award or something like that, but that looked enticing as well. Yeah. Have you played it, Joe? Or yeah. Did you say? Yeah. What, it's actually what is really it like? Good. It's good. Okay. So it kind of plays like Diablo, but with kind of like a more like, it's more based in the music, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's really fucking smooth. Like I, I played it on the switch actually. And it actually runs pretty decent. Like I was shocked how good it was on the Switch. I was like, "Man, should I buy this? Oh, yeah, should I buy this?" Because I was like, I played the demo, and I was like, "Oh, this is a really, really good game." And like, I want to pick this up. But then I was like, mm, "There's so much stuff coming out." It's like we're in the season right now. Like we were out of review season, and now we were into like, all right, backlog season, right? Okay, time to play your games that you know. But I feel like now we're getting back into game season. Like Quarry just came out, and Ninja Turtles comes out, and Fire Emblem comes out. And there's something else I think this month too that I wanted. Plus, I still want KO the Kangaroo. So <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of stuff out right now. It's like, okay. but I definitely think it's worth. It's it's definitely a game you would you would want to check out. I mean, and you said the demo is available on the Switch. I, th- I think it was the Switch I played it. I can't remember where I played it. I might have played it on PC though. It might have been a rare occasion where I actually played something on Steam. I'm on the uh, I'm on the eShop, and I don't see a demo for it anywhere. I can't remember where I played it. I know I. So, it, but it was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I have one more uh, as well, Matt. I have, I have a bit of a problem of, of picking up games I have no background in that I know nothing about or how to play <clears throat> WWE 2K22 uh, and things <laughs> like this. I, that was, was a great insane. game. I mean, that was an insane. It well, it probably is if you know anything about wrestling. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get there in the end. But no, I wanted to ask about Metroid Dread because, like, uh, I just wanted to ask, is, is that only play in one difficulty level or did they patch in an easier mode or is it just everyone's it's the same for everyone type thing or I I remember starting I just played it through on normal they do have multiple dif- difficulties but they oh, actually good. patched in some additional difficulties which one was super easy mode it's you know, I think Ooh, just it's exploration mode. and then super hard mode where I think it's one, hit, one yeah. shot kills you <laughs> yeah so yeah that's it's pretty neat and then they also patch in a boss rush mode so if you oh, just nice. want to take your run at the bosses but you have to beat the game to be able to get to that yeah. so and those bosses are no joke yeah 
And then obviously it's a Metroidvania. How, like, I know you like these sort of games, so this is probably a redundant question, but for someone that can usually gets very frustrated in directions and where to go and get incredibly lost, is it somewhat fair at least in that, that way? Or is that, is it a pretty heavy, heavily Metroidvania in that aspect? Very so they make it a little easier than the previous Metroids. And I did use a guide for some of these. And mostly the guides I went to was just, hey, point me in the right direction. And then what Metroid does is if there's something in a zone that you need to look for, whether it's a power cell or a missile upgrade, it flashes white. So you know, hey, this is an area. Maybe you need to shoot your missiles at some of the walls. Maybe you need to explore a little bit. And that's what tells you that there's something in that area you need to go to. And then they also make it to the point where you have these teleporters once you get to a certain point in the game the teleporters are initially linked to like a red teleporter goes to a red teleporter and a green goes to green purple goes to purple when you reach a certain point in the game all the teleporters open up and you can go to any teleporter from any teleporter which helps you travel around a little bit faster yeah, thank you for that. There's some there's some fucker out there listening now, and he's like, this fucker just comes on once every few months just to build a fucking games list. He doesn't care at all. Look at him. But no, I do appreciate it because one of the things is you can't play everything, and um, to be able to hear people that have put serious time into these games so you can make a decision for yourself is, is very valuable, even for the listeners too, I know. Yep. Very good, very good. Anything so else, we Matt? Play it, we play it so you don't have to, right? That's right. It's like the old Joe Dirt line. <laughs> Well, look at this no, guy. He's even played right. the Second Horizon twice for us. This guy's a—he's a martyr. <laughs> well, when you got no kids and a job that you know is Monday through Friday, it gives me some free time at night to do stuff. I'm all for self-punishing yourself. <laughs> all right, Joe, what you got? Well, I'm played a lot of stuff. I played Super Monkey Ball. Monkey the hell is this one called? It's called Banana Mania, I think. Yeah, Banana Mania. It's uh, the remake of the first two Monkey Ball games. Actually playing it right now. It's actually a fun game. It's frustrating as fuck because I'm almost towards the end of it. Um, dying a lot. And it's fun. Um, for those of you not aware of like what Monkey Ball is, it's a game where you have a monkey inside a ball and it kind of plays like Marble Madness where like you traverse different levels from a top-down view where the left stick controls the direction in which you go and the right stick controls your camera. And it's a really it's a really fun little game. I mean, it, it, the courses get really difficult after a while. And I think that's what makes the game so much fun is the courses just get crazy, 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 crazy difficult. I feel like this is not a tricky game. <laughs> It'll be what too are you trying to say? He can't play difficult games? No, well, he can play difficult games. He's beaten some pretty difficult games. He's platinum some pretty difficult games. But he also uses macros, so he's a fucking cheater. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I use macros to get my fighting trophies. That's not cheating, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculousness. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I'm about, like, halfway through this game. Um, I'm playing a Sonic the Hedgehog because you can unlock him. Because in this one, you can unlock old, like, Sega characters. So I'm playing a Sonic. So Sonic's in this little ball, and instead of collecting bananas, because I'm not a monkey, I'm collecting rings. Got him. And uh, you can actually unlock the main character from Yakuza in this. Really? Yeah. Pretty cool. And the Jet Set Radio character. 
they brought a lot of characters in this one. I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this one. It's really tough though. I'm about, I think I'm like level or world like six, and there's ten worlds, so I should finish it sometime in my lifetime if I don't one give day. up and play something else. It's hard to hear you talk about a monkey banana game without thinking of the old chocolate banana. Story. The chocolate banana? I mean, there's <laughs> high. I didn't. I don't I think there's any think chocolate of bananas in this until game you yet. Said it. <laughs> hey, we got we got to bring our jokes back. What we do on this show? So. Yeah, it's so funny. Like just <laughs> the things that stick in this world. Oh, you, know, you could be the most straight up sound. You know, just the 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 best all around dude. You tell one poop story and everybody looks at you sideways. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone at work to bring up the chocolate banana story. That's what I'm waiting for. Like, run randomly when, when someone's going to call my office and be like, Listen to your show. Oh, uh, chocolate banana sauce. Hey, so one, there's been days where we've had some of our fabricators at work listening to uh, this podcast on their radio blasting, like, oh, my in God. the shop. And that's weird when you hear your voice and like your dumb jokes being blasted in a warehouse. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know that I want that. I'm <laughs> just, glad people, I'm glad people still like, like the show. Like, I mean, can you put that in your headphones for me, please. Cause <laughs> can you put that on blast? Like play that out, like go to a fucking like McDonald's and just play it right into the headset of the person working there. Everyone deserves <laughs> to hear our shenanigans. I like a number four large with it. Uh, chocolate banana. Chocolate banana. Uh, what um, else you been I've, playing, Joe? Uh, not much this week, honestly. I've I've been working my ass off, and like I've been coming home, and it's funny because like my Canadian bitch got home on Tuesday, and he was like, "Let's play some video games," and I'm like, "All right, we'll play at ten o'clock," and then I fall asleep every night at like eleven thirty, and it doesn't help much because my sports, my uh, my baseball team is playing on the west coast of the United States this week, which means games don't start till like ten o'clock at night. So I've been trying to catch them when I can. But I've been falling asleep like while trying to watch them. So that's okay, much... Joe. I fall asleep to baseball as well. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Um, I did play a little bit of Naruto uh Baruto Shinobi Strikers. Because we got it for free from PlayStation Plus. It's fun. Fun little game. It's kind of like a three on three Naruto game versus like, you know, like it's usually just a one on one fight. So this makes it like three on three. You're like you have like three people on a team, and it's it's enjoyable. It's mostly an online game though, so this is like mostly a multiplayer game, and the trophies are like all multiplayer grind. So, yeah, so it's like one of those games where like the game itself is the tutorial, and then once you beat the tutorial, you go online and play the rest of the game. So it's like they just teach you the mechanics in the story mode, and then like they expect you to actually play with people afterwards. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't do that. So I'm just going to turn it off after I beat like the next like 12 missions and then I'm done. So there's that. I played Subnautica because I was like, what's this Subnautica game about? Has anybody played Subnautica on here? I have. Yep. That is a fun game. But I don't know if it's my kind of game because I have to put time into it beyond like time I want to play. But the next game I played is going to shock all of you. And if anybody's been watching what I've been playing on Switch, like then you'll know what it is. But I've been playing Fortnite. What? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Are you doing the no build mode? Yeah. And thank God it exists. Because I hate building shit in that game. It's the reason I stopped playing it. All these little kids are like, <laughs> and then the shit's built. And I'm like, 
oh, that's cool. Not. I'm like, how do you build that fast? Like, it's not possible. Your hands can't move that fast. Dude, I've watched my kids do that stuff. Crazy. And I'm not going to deter people or or, uh, I'm not going to have a slight against people who actually have talent and can build fast. But I can guarantee a lot of them probably use macros and stuff like that. Yeah. But my so kids don't. It's like tricky, so, like tricky and, building. Yeah, tricky building. Yeah, my kids don't. And I just watch them and like my seven year old. I mean, he's been playing the game for a couple of years now. So but just watching him navigate building a friggin' tree house over you when you're trying to just go, you know what I'm saying, shoot him and put him down. It's just like I you just built a shopping mall around me and I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what he's, to do. He's like, uh yeah, and I went and had food at the food court, came back and then shot you. Yeah, and before then you even knew what happened. <laughs> it's like you want to know how to beat dad in Fortnite? Just build something around him and then wait the storm out. He'll never get out. So. I just that's one thing that I just still hate about that game is that the storm is so annoying. So I just want to kill people and this stupid storm keeps pushing me. I guess it's a good mechanic though, because it makes you like have to interact with people. You can't yep. just hide. Like, and it's funny because they shorten the length of the storm now because people used to hide for like hours in like one versus one hundred mode. I used to hide forever because like you would wait for the storm to shrink the map down before you had to come out, and then there would only be so many people left. And you're like, okay, well now I'll come out because there's only like seven. There's only like twenty people left. They all died. So I don't know. I, I really liked it. And it was cool now because like it's all like you can do like anything in that game. There's like a creating suite now. I was like, man, this game has really become its own thing. It's huge. Yeah, it's like it's this. Wild. It's it is wild, Daryl. And it's it makes me feel like I missed out on like so much like unlocking characters and doing shit for like years because I was like, man, I have this generic fucking doofus over here and this guy's flying around in a banana suit this guy's darth vader this guy's someone else where's the chocolate banana suit and like i don't have yeah (laughs) (laughs) apparently i need to buy a battle pass and then another battle pass to get that one yeah yeah yep it's wild dude that should be something that that, you know if the woot bros podcast ever gets big enough you'll see the chocolate banana in fortnite that's the goal that's the goal now and the goal is now to get the chocolate banana suit in fortnite (laughs) dude but it's crazy because like my kids will be playing fortnite and it's like Oh, there's Batman versus Thor and Chris Redfield and Nathan Drake. It's just, it's insane. The sandbox, the Ready Player One sandbox that that exists in the game. It's just so cool, though. Like, that's like the biggest takeaway is that it's just so cool that you can do that kind of stuff. Yep. So, what else like, you been playing? That, that's possible. In our gaming landscape, oh, that you absolutely. can pl- you can put that many characters into one game, and just keep them there. Um, I've been playing Sonic Mania. That game's really fucking sweet. That's probably one of the best Sonic games I've ever played. I really want to buy that Sonic um, collection that's coming out, but I don't want to spend forty dollars on it. But I really want to replay those games on a modern console. And I know that sounds stupid, but it's like always just ease of access. Get a Steam Deck. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, yeah. If I want to spend another six hundred dollars, four hundred Sonic, four hundred dollar version. Yeah, but if I'm gonna buy that, why wouldn't I just buy an Xbox? Then I can play everything for free. Yeah. The problem is, I've been reading about the Sonic Collection, and it is yeah, they've it's got problems. It's missing music. It's well, monetized. it has to miss music because of the whole Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, always gonna be missing music. 
unfortunately. Unfortunately, they just can't. Like, I wish like there was rules when games were created that said like you don't have to re up the rights every time you do something. But that's not that's not the real world. So unfortunately, people want their money. People yeah, want money it, twice. It's more than that, isn't this the game that it's like you've got to order the right edition to get the whole game, and then you can buy some of it in microtransactions, and then some you can't? Isn't isn't? Yeah, isn't I heard that, that too. Like I heard that too, though. Really CJ, yeah, I, I did yeah. hear that the the deluxe version, which is like five more dollars, has like more content. Yeah, and the other, uh, and then you got to buy different packs for different things, and like, yeah, I don't. Know. That's what me and my son were talking about this morning, just how. Because we were playing a game together. We were playing Lost Planet 2, streaming through, streaming through PS Now. And I said, son, it's like Dino, uh, it's like Monster Hunter, but with, uh, with Gun. I was like, you'd like it. And so we've been playing it together. And we beat like a mission. He goes, oh, do we have to buy the next mission? Like just very genuinely was like, oh, do we have to buy the next one? I'm like, no, that's son. So I was like, this, I know. And that's, that's, what he, that's what he knows. You know what I'm saying? I said, like, no, son. I was like, this came out back in the day when games came out complete and they worked. They <laughs> and, 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 and it wasn't, it, I wasn't making like a slight no, son, or this sideways is a real game. comment. You know what I'm saying? On the podcast, we say that stuff because we remember. But like my son, his, his nostalgia and his memories are going to be free to play, microtransaction, battle royale, you know, battle pass, watch an ad to get to play your game. I mean, but that's why we, we get so few new games now is because you have to have you have to be able to make money after you make the game. Yep. Like you can't just make a game anymore. That's not a thing. You can't just you can't make a game that you want to make unless it's an indie game. I feel like no triple A games are going to be like, yeah, let's just make this new game. Uh, let's take a gamble. No, games are too expensive to take gambles now, unfortunately. And I think ah. that's that's the saddest part of the industry right now. I think you've got to take some responsibility here, Daryl. You led your children into the snake's lair. The old snake <laughs> salesman himself, Jimmy Ryan, <laughs> buying levels. He'd be, can you imagine? He'd be like, finally, I've won when he hears comments like that. It's just, you've got to take some responsibility. <laughs> Jesus you know, God. you've denied your children the true system, and now they're paying for it with this pony box. Oh, look, I've got no look, time for it. I'm sorry. Look. I, I'm I like sorry, a real kids to walk around and think everything's free in life. That's right. Hey, look, you like got a, him. Like you a, gave him a chance to work with the true messiah and Phil we trust, and this would never have happened. Instead, you got him yeah. working for the snake salesman himself, how, Mr. Jimmy Ryan. You guys, Halo. I'm not, I'm not paying per level like you, Mr. Where's Sony all, Man. Where's all those? Where's all those <laughs> games? That one game a month. What happened to one yeah. game a month? <laughs> We're still waiting. Yeah, it is depressing though because I got a nephew who plays Fortnite, and not that that's the problem and he spends money in Fortnite, and again not that that's the problem he spends all of his money in Fortnite. Yeah. but that's like, like why would you do that you could have bought like four games you, all everything for his birthday oh i just want a Fortnite bucks. box or i yeah. want that it's like could you stop could you like spend your money in something else <laughs> yeah no that's the, that's what's in man that's like but i will say this in Fortnite's defense that's the that's the new playground you know, my kids get on there with their friends and their friends' friends, and they that's where they hang out. And, and, and so it's not just about Fortnite as much as it is like this is the this is the skating rink. This is the you know what I'm saying the skate park where we go and and do our thing. Like me and my friends when we were young, we were outside doing stuff, you know, or we were running to one person's house and bringing all our controllers and playing, you know. WCW together. My kids, it's like 
when they get home from school, they jump on Fortnite and they play with their friends. Yeah. So it, 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 to me, it's alarming and it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, I don't want my kids to like, but it's like, yeah, this is, this is just where we hang out. We want to show off our new thing and we want to get the new thing. And I'm just, it's something, it's definitely something. That's the, that's the best way I can put it. You know, you know what it strikes me? It's such a foreign concept for all of us because we, you know, we associate gamers with playing a wide variety of games. Like that's that's or, what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we enjoy to do. None of us are trapped by one, you know, none of us just play one game solely. And I, like, I don't know, it's, it's, I suppose it's a totally different way of gaming, but I sort of think like, you know, you're investing all that time into it. You only have so much time. And there's so many of these other experiences that when, you know, they grow older, these kids, and they grow out of Fortnite, which I assume they do, I don't know, uh, then they're just going to have this wealth of games because, as you say, that's basically all they play. So there's yep. just going to be years and years worth of stuff that they've just they've never experienced that they'll get to, I'm sure, at some point. One day, yeah. Yeah, and it's I, just, and um, I, yeah. I definitely encourage playing new games. Like when, whenever we hang out together, the kids and I, and we're playing games, it's like, all right, let's play a, a different game. Like, oh, we won't play Minecraft, no. Oh, we won't play Fortnite, no. Or, okay, we'll play for a little while, but then we're going to do something different. We're going to do something new. Because I, it, it is painful for me to think that my kids can only play one game or only play five games. It's like, no, the way you're supposed to do this is you're supposed to get a bunch of games. You're supposed to play the first 15 minutes of them and then move on. Never play it again. Like a real gamer. And then tell all <laughs> your friends how you're going to finish that game one day. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand. Like, like I understand the loop or whatever. It's very addictive, you know. Um, but, but I don't understand like a, a lot of, you know, a lot of more like I don't know, hardcore serious gamers. People that would associate themselves with gaming, they like loops that, you know, they like investing time in RPG or, or, or any sort of game where where your character gets stronger or you get more competent or whatever else. And I know you get better at Fortnite, obviously, the more you play it. But at, at its essence, every person is the same in that game. Like my character's not better than yours. You know, maybe I'm better right. than you because I spent more time. And, you know, as we all know, as we get older, just because you invest time in something doesn't necessarily make you better at it. You know, some, some right, people yeah, will, will be better. So th- there are going to be people that playing that Fortnite a lot that, that are not good, but it still draws them in, you know, whereas... Uh, you know, the, these more traditional games, we like investing the time in because we usually, something gets stronger, the levels go up or, you know, we become more competent in that. So I don't know. It's, yeah. I suppose it's yep. the pure skill basis of it, maybe, that's the attraction. I don't know. There, There's definitely something there, something that I don't understand because, you know, even, even any good game that's multiplayer that like, you know, like Deathmatch and things like that, it's like, okay, this is fun for a little while. Now I'm ready to go do something. I mean, like, I liked multiplayer gaming on Xbox. Like, it was one of my favorite things to do. Oh, I yeah. felt like that was the multiplayer console for a long time. Like, the 360, that's, what, that's where I played. I mean, I played Gears of War till my eyes were bleeding. Game hey, was amazing. Out. Game was absolutely probably the best multiplayer game I've ever played in my life. Gears of you War You guys 2, remember back Gears in the day when Halo came out and it was complete? <laughs> those were the good old days yeah. sorry thanks Jimmy <laughs> thanks Jimmy for your input there I mean I just I wish it was good I mean I wish it was finished I mean I wish it was good and finished but, yeah. well, what would it matter you've played like two minutes of it I mean it's going to take you years to get to the <laughs> end of what they already have I don't know why you're, you're worried about more wrong. at this point <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> I'm waiting on that freaking co-op mode to come out so I can play with my son because they said it was going to be 
on release. And this is going to be yeah. six months. And now it's been a year. Yeah, like, look, just just put it up near, near Elden Ring. It'll be safe there. I mean, you could just <laughs> you could just play it with macros, and you could be like tricky. <laughs> oh, are you done, Joe? Is that all you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not done making fun of tricky. Uh, okay, never. Uh, <laughs> I'm never satisfied. Never. Um, no, and then the only other thing I played is Hyrule Warriors, and that's just the ongoing battle to max out Link at level 255 or 225. I think it is. It's one of those two. He's at level 185 now, so he's getting there. He's making a slow climb there. Now it's just unlocking shit on the map, and I just have so much shit to unlock. It's just overwhelming at some points. And then I'm like, all right, this character's not high enough level to do this mission, so let's grind for six hours on one map to get him high enough level. So I was doing that while I was watching TV with my wife today. So okay, that I'll nice. be doing tomorrow, too. Nice. So I have an update. My switch is not broken. I had to order a new power. I had a new I order a new charger because my kids lost the two chargers I, I already owned. And like, I thought my switch was dead because like I, every concoction of USB C that I put together would not even draw a, the slightest charge. So my, my final you know option was to order a new charger. I got it and it, my switch is charged. And once it was charged, I was, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, you can go back to bed now. <laughs> I didn't actually play anything on it, but I charged. Uh, but, all right, I guess I'll go next because I want, like I said, I want CJ to bring up the rear. All right, so my list of games that I played, um, it it's all over the place. So uh, I probably the best game and the game I had the most fun with uh, would be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm chipping away at the platinum right now. I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I love everything it does with the dual sense. Um, it's a beautiful game. Like the colors are so vibrant. Uh, you know, it used to be it was like, oh man, this game looks like a Pixar movie. Now it's this game looks better than a Pixar movie. So I very much appreciated all the accessibility options it throws in there. I know I don't usually care for that kind of stuff, but they give you a lot of ways to make the game easy. And uh, it's it's very much appreciated because you know sometimes you just want to sit back and enjoy yourself. So uh, I started the game off with spider packs. We were passing the controller back and forth between through the first part level and a half to two levels, and then he lost interest and went and go play Fortnite. And then I ended up finishing the game, you know, completely. So then when I claimed my points for it, he was like, "Dad, I get two points for that too, right?" I was like, "No, you didn't finish nope. it." He's like, "But I had I played it with you for a level." I was like, I'm not cheating and giving you points. No, you didn't finish. Like, if I would have passed the control with you every mission, every checkpoint or something, you know, and you would have went through the whole game with me, I would have fought for you to get points. <laughs> I, I have a, a very important question for you, Daryl. What you got? Did you play through using performance or resolution? Uh, I use performance mode. Very good. Anytime I have the option, I'm, I pick performance mode. Uh, well, that's the only option you can put, pick on PS5. You want the thing to actually work. <laughs> yeah. But you Re- know, resolution mode, come on. <laughs> yeah. As, as right as you are, we have plenty of things to actually have that option. Whereas over on Xbox, uh, it's like, well, I got one game. I'll, I'll make it pretty. Look, for, what'd you pay for that tech demo? Games. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you pay for that tech demo there? That uh, uh, th- ratchet 30, 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no so yeah definitely um 
I actually did get it on sale for thirty bucks. So I've, I've been sitting on it since last year. I've been I've been wanting to play it, but finally got to it. Really enjoyed it. Played some Drawful Two with the family. Um, Great game. It did not. It did not take any time at all for someone to draw a penis, and that my wife kept drawing boobies on her uh, characters, and it was hilarious how appalled my children were. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, "Mom, you put boobies on your character." What? How do you think you got made? Yeah, <laughs> just listening to my wife giggle like she was so thrilled with herself. I'm like, "Yep, there, that's why I married that one." So, uh. You know, and then I was on vacation. I played some stuff on the Vita. So I've been playing some Lego Marvel Avengers on the Vita. Uh, that thing's Trophy. very uh, bow, wow, wow. That thing is very stingy with the trophies. So I actually got two trophies earlier while uh, Matt was talking, and I, I I chose not to call them out, but they were there. <laughs> so, um, not that I'm against that. Not that I'm against that, but I I did I did silently trophy pop. So, um, I got a couple. <laughs> I got a couple. It's a Vita, Yep. I uh, got a couple of Vita trophies uh, playing some Lego Marvel Avengers. I don't know that I like this game. I have struggled to finish this game over the course of the years. I, I've started it multiple times. It's got like some really cool set piece, like scene reenactments, you know, but like as far as a game, I just don't think it's the best Lego game. But I'm chipping away at it nonetheless and giving the Vita some love. Played some SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. Game is so I good. I don't love this game. I, what, I, dude? I uh, I don't know, man. It's fine. I think SpongeBob Hero Pants was better. I think without Bikini Bottom, there would be no Hero Pants. You're not wrong, but I also don't think this game is as good as the one that I just platinum. So, um, playing some Lost Planet Two with my son, just really enjoying that. Playing some Friday Thirteenth. With uh, uh, some people out of our Discord, I'm gonna give a shout out to Smoke Dog for setting up a trophy boost uh, Friday the Thirteenth. You guys killed Jason. I have not killed Jason yet. I hit him with a baseball bat a few times, threw some firecrackers at him, stabbed him with a pocket knife. But I, the game. I mean, if you guys want to get together and do that, I am 100 for that. It's one of we're the boosting. We're, hey, we're getting together tomorrow, so jump in with us because I'm gonna have right. to man multiple consoles to try to pop some of these bigger trophies. What are you trying to, to get? So, a bunch of stuff. We'll uh, I'll have my people. Get I mean, I got fifty percent of those trophies legitimately. But you know how hard that was. Yeah, that's took pretty forever. These, these are some of the grindiest trophies out there. That's it's fun, fun though. That game's really fun. I wish I had a better community, and I wish they actually like didn't get in that whole like yeah lawsuit. lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, with the so, freaking creator. I think yeah. this is a better game than Dead by Daylight. I do too. I do too. I, I, I think it's a better game. I like Dead by Daylight, but like the the core, the core premise of Dead by Daylight is very very simple, and I think that's why it's it stays alive, and they add so much content to it, so regular. Um, but nonetheless, the game's pretty good. You know, I wasn't playing it legit. We were actually just like we had someone in the room who was playing the killer and was just, hey, I need you to go over here so I can throw stuff at you. Um, <laughs> but overall, like searching the 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 cabins and trying to find stuff. I've been playing the Evil Dead as well, and the Evil Dead is very much like Friday Thirteenth, but with like, like a horde mode mechanic, you know, because whoever's controlling the demon can spawn lots and lots of enemies for you to fight. So I think Evil Dead probably does it the best out of all of them. Um, 
but the people definitely that made Friday the Thirteenth make Evil Dead. Uh, I'm not sure. I know they made the Predator, and that's fine. Yeah, I think it's the same um, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that, uh, and, the, and this is just you know me playing them a little bit. I would say Evil Dead's probably the best quality of a game. Dead by Daylight would be the best for community and like you know player base. Which I mean, Evil Dead's probably going to pass them. Um, and like content, like if you, if there's a certain killer or a character that you're interested in, you're going to find it dead by daylight. So like, but your objectives are like very simple and very repetitive in dead by daylight. I would say next up would be the predator. I think the predator is because it's a shooter that in, you, you know, you're up fighting the predator itself. Like that's very cool. And then Friday 13th, even though Friday 13th set it off, I can see where this one might be the it, it runs kind of bad like we had someone in the in the room with a high ping and the game ran like trash so we yeah that i i, don't, I have not experienced that for performance in the other game are you guys boosting the escape trophies and stuff those are the fun ones to boost yeah i mean i was letting smoke dog just kind of uh whatever he wanted to do i was just going i don't i'm not in it for is the he, platinum is he going for the platinum yeah yeah some of these guys they're going for platinum I'm not in it for the platinum. Would I go for it and would I try to get it eventually? Sure. But like, I'm pretty far behind on this. I, I, I don't have a lot of these trophies. So I'm just trying to help. Now we'll see when I get farther into it. If this boost groups stays fun and, and cool. Um, I played a little bit of siren. I've been putting that one off for years and years and years. So I booted it up, played a little bit of siren. The game is very janky. Uh, it's one of those PS2 to PS4, you know, I don't even want to call it remaster, like up game with trophy support. Um, I, I don't know. I don't love it. It's got, it's got all of the jank from the PS2 era in, in a world and a story that I didn't, I'm not really resonating with, but third person survival horror nonetheless. And then uh, I guess the, the next thing is I played a little bit at, at CJ's recommendation, totally normal journey. Oh, wow. yes. <laughs> Freaking wow. <laughs> like that, I played, yeah, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes of it, <laughs> like several songs. Like the alien shooting aliens or the dude shooting aliens out of his butt or whatever that was during that song. I was like, what is this? Like, this is, this is why I don't know what this game is, but it is freaking wild. It is hand-drawn and animated it is it, it operates similar to like these you know uh, full motion video games that we've been playing these whales interactive games mm-hmm. um your choices are a little more you know option a or option b and everything is like there's like dialogue points and then there's like a musical music video and then there's like dialogue points and like you'll have an option to choose something and whichever the, the correct option is, I'm assuming, is you get a song. And oh my gosh, dude, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, but it's funny. Like it made me laugh. I was taking so, like, videos of it and sending them to Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, you got to check this out. This it is, is it's weird. such a random game. I like I've been it was been on the store for a while and I I been looking at it occasionally and then I think it was Friday night I messaged you just for some reason I decided it was a good time to give it a go. 
And it's uh, <laughs> it, it is like, but the thing is, the singing is actually good. It's not like really dreadful or anything. Yeah, like, it's not it, terrible. like the, the the material is just off. The like, the, I don't know if you got to the singing nun song yet. That's just just crazy shit. Uh, that's where and, I stop. Ah, oh, well, it's great. And there's a spaghetti song, depending on what option you pick. It's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> it's just so, so out there. <laughs> yeah, th- this game is weird. <laughs> like, how long is it? Like. I, I think it's about an hour for each like a, a playthrough, and if if you want to play it, I think you got to play it like twice because you, you choose yeah. some different options. But yeah, and you get different songs on the other options. That's so a little different. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I was worried it was gonna be a little too spammy. Like, like when you I said it was it like is. an hour. Okay, I, we, I mean, I went by your recommendation. You said it wasn't like a spammy click through game. Like you actually have to play through and listen to all of the videos and stuff. But yeah. I stopped. Uh, I guess like. I don't know, I guess about a half hour into it because um, that's when Noah and I were going to play Lost Planet. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is wild. This is one of those games that like it's cringy bad, but then it's also like kind of good. So you're like, I need other people to experience this. Like other people need to weigh in on what is what am I seeing here? Because yeah. they're either someone out is really, really, really on the wildest drugs or they're genius. Like you don't just stumble across this. Like this, you didn't just do this by accident. Well, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn because I'm not on the spam council. But you know, I, I know a little about spam. Some would say, yeah. and I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it is because, like, like you play a lot of these games and it's low. Like it's just a cash grab. You can tell, but like that, they they actually like you know it's well animated uh, or whatever else. Yes. The singing is professional. There's no question. It's not some just guy in his bathroom or something. And right. what I liked about it is it's just so weird. Like, you know, the whole the through line, the story, like, it's just random. And it's not often that you play stuff that, that is just that. Like, I mean, you can't have a really long game like that because it just wouldn't work. But, you know, in right. our experience, it's just like someone's, you just get a glimpse in someone's mind and you're like, I just love there's people out there that are creating something like this. <laughs> is, I, it like is how, well. I like how you, the king of the rats, are like, yeah, I know a little about spam. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's. It's wild. Like, Joe, I'm going to send you some videos. I'll send you two. I'll send them to you too, Matt, just for fun. Yeah. And but I think like, it's only like five bucks US or something. Yeah. Is it like, right? This is yeah. the best $5 I've ever spent in my life. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? Because, and it's so crazy because, like you said, the music is well produced, like sound quality wise, volume. But then the actual dialogue section mm, mm. is like they stood in front of their MacBook and just hit record with the onboard mic. <laughs> And then they're like, yeah, that kind of reminds me of the time that I like you know, sold a kid a bunch of Bitcoin for a thousand dollars. He's like, oh, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> He's like, I'm just not a good guy. <laughs> and then they have that whole battle with the devil. I was like that, that song when I was like, what in the world? <laughs> It's a really it was, good, like I like I don't know, like it, you know, if you if you're used to playing like longer games and then you need like a little like break or a palate cleanser or something, it's a bit like the FMVs, except some of them are a bit longer. But like it's that right length that you know you don't feel like you're playing a spam game; you're getting something out of it, and you're also just chilled out and enjoying it type thing. Uh, so good, so good. So yeah, and then I kind of want to end it with this with a uh, Wales interactive game. Uh, my wife uh, freshly. Uh, named B Wow, uh, thanks to Jared, uh, in, in in honor of J Wow, yeah, one of the uh, finest, uh, most upstanding members of the Jersey Shore. Uh, he decided he's, in, I guess, because I was using Wow, it's Brandy in the uh, in the, in the <laughs> her new name's B Wow. Her name's B Wow. When I told her that, she 
That should be her new trophy. That should be her new uh, PlayStation handle. Uh, dude, wow. yes. I need to make her her own, cha- her everything. Her, her social media should be just be BWOW. So, but yeah, so BWOW and I uh, played through the Shapeshifting Detective, another Wales Interactive game. Um, this one's one of the longer ones and one of the more boring ones, but it has such an interesting, like, concept and idea that I was like, like, oh man, I really think we're going to like this one. But then three nights in a row, we fell asleep playing. Yeah. And it's just the way that you have to kind of navigate talking from person to person to get the information you need to move from chapter to chapter. And for us, we don't look at a guide. We do everything organic. And then I, once we beat the game and we start our second and third playthroughs, then I wait for her to go to sleep. And then I usually platinum out the games uh, so I can skip some scenes because she'll make me watch the same stuff we've seen over and over again. So, um, it's very interesting. It's got a very cool premise and it was cool trying to figure out what between me and her, what we thought was going on. There's just kind of like, I'm going to shotgun spray a couple concepts or ideas to you guys. And this, this is the game. You're a detective who can change form and turn into the people that you have interacted with. Um, There's tarot card readers there's demon possession there's aliens there's murder and then um love triangles so it's essentially x-files yes kind of yeah <laughs> actually but without Mulder and scully and good <laughs> so, not terrible <laughs> not not terrible definitely not my favorite whales game so far but i just um, this is something that BWOW and I are really, really enjoying together. And I, we basically have a PlayStation in our room dedicated to these games. I've just downloaded, I've, I've downloaded all of them and we're just going. And so, but what's really cool about this one is you meet these characters named Poe and Monroe, and then they have their own mm. game, which CJ, you've played. Mm. And so now we get to go straight from this game into the, I think it's the Dark Tales or Dark Adventures or Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe. Mm. So, pretty yeah. cool but, but she she digs this man and this is like you know i'm a gamer and i want to play video games i want to get trophies so like selfishly i'm like this is cool that they we're doing my hobby but these things these games you know sitting there with your with your you know your your person and me like oh this is what the decision i would make this is what i would say and then hearing what she would say sometimes they're different and sometimes they just pull one out of the hat and just go a little wild. And it's like, I don't know. We're having a lot of a genuine, lot of fun and a lot of a good time with these games. And I highly recommend them. They're, they're all very different from each other too. So hmm. definitely dig it. So it is actually $4 and 41 cents on steam right now on yeah. sale till June 23rd. If anybody's interested, do it, do it. I think this one's actually on sale on iOS as well. I don't know that all the Wales games are on iOS, but I, I feel like I saw this one pop up. That it, that it. Yeah. You've sort of played it. Not like Jared mentioned, he sent a message the other day saying that it wasn't one of his favorite ones either or whatever. And like, you've both played enough now to sort of, well, obviously to know what you like, but some of them are more like, um, 
some of them are more dialogue narrative heavy in that they can just be set in one room, you know, a bit like that uh, horror one that you liked, I think, um, yeah. recently. Uh, you know, Five Dates was like this, the the recent one, the Uncle Marcus one as well. And so they're real wordplay and you, you need to really focus on what's being said because there's not, you know, there's not a lot of actions going on around it. It's just the, the story and, you know, if you want to engage in it. And then a bit like that. And then you've got ones that are just like obscene, a bit like, you know, um, that Bloodshore, even the complex yeah. a little bit. Like they're, they're good, but they're more action-y. Like there's more, um, you know, actually going on, I suppose, rather than just the, like maybe the dialogue almost not as important in those ones. Uh, so it just depends, you know, what, which type you like, I think. There's both covered. But that Dark Knights is is really good. That's on sale on the PlayStation Store in this current sale for like nothing uh, at the moment. So it's worth it's worth playing you don't have to have played the first one but but you could and it's really like it'll be interesting to hear um what you think of that because it it really pays homage to all their games like dr decker um that one as well uh all the way back or whatever elude me at the moment but it, it gets weirder and weirder and it's sort of it's far less about the dialogue and more about like you know just it just gets so random at the end i need i need to play it again um, just to get a grasp on it. And it's a really good platinum, that second game, because it, the story really diverges from the second chapter. And if you want the platinum, you have to go down both paths. So you really, you won't understand at the end of the game if you only play one path. But once you've played the other path, it sort of makes much more sense at the end. So a, a good trophy list. Unlike that first game, if you're going to try and do the platinum in that detective one, there's a really dreadful trophy. I don't know. <laughs> If you saw it, where you have to get an exact, uh, you need one of the killers to be a certain person. And the only way you know that without playing the whole game is one dialogue line, which happens about 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. So if you don't get that RNG dialogue line, you have to restart it. And you can restart it like 50 plus times to get that line. So that platinum is a nightmare um, if you're unlucky. But the other well, one, well, I've much been better. unlucky. <laughs> yes. And I was following Mindy's guide. Yeah. Yeah. And I missed a dialogue option that she that she said specifically you have to pick this one for this one trophy. Yeah, I had it and I I clicked. I just fat fingered it. And I'm, oh no! Yeah, so now I got to go do all. Fat fingered it. And I got a whole another playthrough I got to do for this one trophy. That's and annoying. it's not even the one that they warn you about. Yeah, that is annoying. Yeah. But it is what it is. I uh, I guess a couple other ones. I, I don't know that. Did I mention Home Sweet Home last time I played? I was on here. Yeah, you did. Okay, I did. Okay, good one. Good. Yeah, that one. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's it then. That's all. That's all I got. You, go ahead, CJ. Oh, you show. Sure, you we can jump me if you want. We've been going for ages. It, it doesn't matter. Nah, me. man. Let's go. That's what oh, we don't jump people, people on this show. <laughs> this is what, Half our show is what you've been playing. That's what people want. <laughs> well, that's what like, I, I like to, too. Yeah, I talked to a ton of people and they were like, "Yeah, what you've been playing is great. You guys should keep it up." Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll throw out a couple of quick ones. Um, just these. I played this a few weeks ago. The Eudian. E um, E I Y U D E N. Uh, so uh, good luck with the pronunciation. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's a um, it's a prequel to a game that's coming out next year. It's a, a two point five D side scroller fetch quest um, a hack and slash, I suppose, with RPG elements. But it's it's a really nice little self contained game. It's about twenty hours or so, and it's sort of like a dungeon runner and resource gatherer, if you like. But it's all it's all really well explained. The, the only downside is the music is pretty dreadful. They've just obviously commissioned one track and they just put it on repeat. So, you know, get a good podcast and turn the music off. But the writing is is cute. It looks really, really good. And I think you can buy it on PlayStation. It's like 
10 or 12 dollars it's not not expensive uh easy easy plat because as you play the game you'll get all the the trophies anyway uh or as i said it's on game pass it's a, it's a really nice little game definitely worth checking out if you like uh fetch questy uh style games or whatever and then uh i don't know i played uh, played a fair bit more of this stranger of paradise um the final fantasy origin is anyone else playing that or, or played it i need to pick that up no yeah. but i keep all the other podcasts I listen to talk about it and say that seems silly at first, but it starts getting later. Yeah. See, last time I came on, I lost all credibility because I went hardcore on the line for Babylon's Fall, and everyone's like, this guy's got no fucking idea uh, about <laughs> games. <laughs> and this will just dig me in even deeper because there's so much similarity between these two games. Like, I know you can play this game in co-op, and it would be a lot more fun in co-op because it's basically a dungeon crawler or whatever else uh i i actually thought the babylon's fall was better only because the level design was a bit clearer like the the fall down of this game is some of the level design is absolutely shocking like i spent half an hour running around one level just because i couldn't figure out where forward progress was and it's basically a linear game and it's so confusing because you have tunnels and there's no distinctive things in the tunnels sometimes and it's dark and there's no map either of course and it's just like that that side of it really ruins it and it's really frustrating because i've been playing one chapter a night which probably should take half an hour but it can take over an hour just because you you don't know where you're going and it's not like fun exploration you don't know where you're going it's like what the fuck is going on i don't know where i'm going situation <laughs> and i like i realized last night i was like i should just power through this and finish it because there is an overarching story which is is okay and you know and i was like i'm actually in fear of this game every time i load it up because i'm not sure how long it's going to take me to do the chapter because i don't know how long am I going to get lost for? And I haven't had that feeling before where I'm like, I don't want to play the next chapter because it's going to frustrate the, the living shit out of me. But that aside, it's good. It has this weird thing. If you like gear, um, like a gear loop, you get so much gear. Like you get like 100 pieces of gear per, per mission, if you like, which is just insane. And luckily you have a 5,000 inventory limit, which is, it gives you an idea of how much you're getting. And then once you fill the 5,000, you can ship it back to the castle. So you can, you know, you have a lot. and the only good thing or the really good thing that it does is it, you know, because to micromanage that, I'm sure there's some sick fucks out there that would love that, you know, to micromanage everything there, but on what they're wearing with that much gear, but it does give you an optimized setting. So at least you can push that and it gives you the best stuff. But like all these things, it's a bit like an MMO, you know, you, you get attached to your character, you like the way he looks, and then you pick up like a, a new hat that's two points higher. And like, so you optimize it. And now the character looks totally different. <laughs> and you're like, I can't deal with this guy anymore. And so that's frustrating. Like someone needs to design a game where you just pick up like uh, invisible clothing so that you, you design the look you like, and then the hat you get doesn't change the hat you're wearing, but gives you the extra two points. You know, that would be, be awesome, but it doesn't yeah, work well, like that. do that. In they theory. Have, um, Raylan Default does that, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. I believe Raylan Default has like a thing where you keep your cosmetic wear, or you can change the cosmetic wear, but keep the stat boost from whatever else. Ah. Um, Yeah, so Marvel's Avengers does that, but it leaves like the kind of the default character look. And then when you look at your gear in menu, it's like, it's almost like like it's like a highlight over your... Like an invisible overlay, essentially, uh, for your for your characters what they're wearing, and it kind of sucks because it's like, what is the, why am I doing this if I can't even see it? Like it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. So I yeah. know what you mean, but no one, I haven't seen a game that does it right. No, yet. 
no. Well, it, it is third person, so you can see see yourself. And I will give them credit because, like, a lot of these games, when you're like, especially with this amount of gear, and you can always change the way you look, you would expect the cutscenes to perhaps just use a, a generic model. But they do. Every time I've changed and there's been a cutscene, it's showing the current clothing I'm wearing. So, you know, good, good, good job on that or whatever else. But yeah, it's it's definitely not as good as like I think it got a free pass compared to Babylon's Fall. I think they're really similar games, and it doesn't look any better. That's that's for sure. But you know, I, I suppose there's more of a story there or whatever else. But it, it's good, but it's not. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's not not exactly what yeah. I was expecting. I think like I wouldn't pay unless you really want to play it. I wouldn't race out and get it, sort of thing. No, I'm gonna wait till it's twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yield on this game. Yeah. I don't think they're the gonna, bin. I don't think it's gonna get any better. Like patches, like it works and everything else. And no, um, but it's it's like yeah. one of those games like I don't have to buy full price. And oh no, not definitely. Make a, they're not gonna make a sequel, so No. And it, it will tricky, come down. Tricky's whole you gotta support the developers. Yeah. See, you see enough people enough people do that that I don't have to. So. Yeah, well, well look, I bought two copies of it for some sick reason on Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> so I've covered you for supporting the devs. Oh, there you go. See, thanks, CJ. I appreciate you taking the taking the bullet for me. It, it's so funny because the, the story's so overarching and I was getting so frustrated with the levels, right? Rather than continue on with the PlayStation, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking buy this on the Xbox. I'm gonna do one mission a night, I'm gonna finish it, I'm gonna come back and finish it all in a day on PlayStation, and I'll be able to follow the story and I'll know where I'm going. I was like, this is I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, this is some real first world logic, isn't it? You know, this sort of shit. Like, <laughs> but, but anyway, that, that is. Uh, I'll throw out another one. Um, Vampire, The Masquerade, uh, Swan Song. Uh, I okay. don't know if any of you saw this. Uh, I, I, was, I saw a look at your profile and saw the chat. Is that the actual vampire game? The new, the, like the sequel one? Or is that the online game? So, no, no, there is an online. Um, that's a bit like a... Um, uh, what do you call it? like oh, a yeah. Fortnite type game isn't it yeah. yeah uh yeah and then there is the the bloodlines 2 which is coming out either later this year or next year which is a sequel to the old game that everyone loved this is a in the same world you know a spin-off game or something from from the single player game but i didn't know anything about it and i anything uh, like anything it's thq i think or no it's embracer group one of those people Anything they make yeah. is like a Nacon, yeah. Anything they make is terrifying because could be like anything. Like we've all we've all played Dark Side three. It could be anything. But um, it's not what I expected, and it's uh, again, it's probably not. You know, it, it need to race out and buy it unless it really interests you at, at the the price. But it's more like a detective, um, a game or whatever else. In that you know, you, you you come in, you play three different perspectives, so three different characters, and you play them in scenes if you like, one after the other, and then into the next chapter. So you're seeing different perspectives of basically they they've had this big party on a rooftop um, in actually Chicago, I think it's set and normal people have come in and infiltrated and, and wiped out a whole lot of these vampires. So they've sort of been exposed and it sort of picks up there and you have to look at, you know, did the warlocks or, you know, leak information or how did they find out and they're, they're going after all these people. And I'm not hugely into the lore of this series. They, they've made it. Like, obviously, the games, they've made a couple of visual novels uh, as well, which quite good, I believe. But it's if you were into the lore of the game, it's really deep. Like there's information everywhere. There's notes to read. And uh, like this, I've noticed this with the Embracer group a little. The facial animation is excellent, like really top quality and everything else is B grade. So, you know, if, if, if you don't, if, if you, but that's fine. You know, if you don't need the graphics, if that's not a big selling point for you, it, it's actually because it technically is open world, I suppose you could say. 
um, it's actually quite good. And the story, like, I don't know, the more I'm playing, the more I find the story is more important than anything to me at the moment or this year, playing so many RPGs and things, overarching story. And the story is really good. It's really, it's really got me in. So I'm, I'm enjoying that one. And then, uh, like, I don't know, I'll just try a random game. Uh, no, The Mortal Fate. Does, does anyone know anything about this game? Nope. Mm, nope. I'm looking at it, but I... I... Yeah, so it's like uh, I saw it on the store and I was like, I must have for some reason. <laughs> it really, I really like the art style and it's made uh, in RPG Maker uh, or whatever else. So there's been a couple of decent indie games that have come out of that now, uh, you know, proper sort of games. And this is a, a visual novel. Apparently it was like a whole web series, like they'd made seven sort of seasons of this and now they've turned it into a game. And, uh, you know, initially I thought it's just going to be a total VN or whatever. It'll take a few hours, but I played basically to the end of the first chapter of which there's seven or eight seasons or whatever and each one is a good two to three hours and it is predominantly largely vn but there's also movement sections with puzzles uh so they're sort of moving puzzles if you like how you get through the level and stuff like that that make you think a little bit they're not like uh pushovers or whatever but again you know made in rpg maker so graphically it's punching above its weight and it has it's really cool obviously like a lot that program comes with a lot of preset um, forms or, or templates, and it, it's got a feel of like a, a Persona game a little bit in the in the dialogue. You know, it uses similar dialogues, uh, standard VN, like it it hyperimposes the characters when you first meet them and takes the full screen, then comes back. But it, it again, the gameplay is whatever. The story is is really interesting. It's this idea that you're you're a, a, a classical pianist that's lost a competition and. You, you have this opportunity to sell your soul to the devil to win it, but there's a lot of other factors going on, like uh, the, the, the reason that the town wants you to win it is because they really want to kill the person who won it, so they rigged the competition to make this <laughs> other person win it because she's the daughter of the mafia boss that runs the town. And, of Ooh. course, they didn't tell you that when you make the deal with the devil, there's a price. And so when you make a deal with this devil, you lose your arms and your legs. So now you're supposed to be a concert pianist with no arms or legs, and <laughs> which is sort of hilarious. Mm. But then the devil you know, you can make three wishes as a human, only three, and ultimately the third wish will take your life, most likely in payment. But the devil realises that, you know, she didn't know the full terms of the deal, so now the devil's conflicted and they're sort of helping you, but only so far as so you can get more wishes. And it, it's quite convoluted, but it's really, again, it's like that that uh, total musical journey. It's just totally different. And uh, I've been playing so many bigger games this year and it's easy to, to, you know, see this standard format come through that when you see something that's just totally different that you've never played or a story you've never really read or even seen in film or something it's, it, it, to this, this degree, you know, with these sort of two protagonists that are both conflicted but both, you know, also opposing each other and having to work together. It's, it's a really cool, um, a cool little idea or whatever else. And then, I don't know, I think that might be... Oh, I played a little bit. Nobody saves the world. Has anyone played that yet? I haven't played it. I've heard um, a lot of good I definitely things. want to pick that up eventually, though. Mm. I see that on Gamepad. A bunch of my friends were playing it. I just haven't made time for. It. I, I went on to play things like Tunic instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did the opposite then. I saw Tunic and thought, oh god, no, <laughs> too hard. I'll go with this. It's it's awesome. It's I I want to say it's by the Guacamole people. I think it is. Yep. Um, and it, it's that sort of art style and it's just, it's a dungeon crawler, which is, is it, and it's fun. Like, again, you know, you put on a, a podcast or whatever. Uh, I started playing this thing called Young Souls a couple of weeks ago, uh, just totally randomly. Again, it's on Game Pass and 
it's a it's a dungeon crawler beat em up as well. And I was like, these games like they start off fun, and an hour later, you're like, yeah, I'm just it's just a loop. I'm bored. But uh, they they have actually decent stories. The, the Young Souls one has quite a fun story. I won't touch it in case somebody wants to play it. But this one, it's not so much about the story. It is definitely the loop. But the the the, the the hidden sort of gem in this loop is that as you are you you do little quests which are like kill so many of x number or pick up so many things you unlock a new form and there's just tons of different forms so you start off as this like blob and then you can become a rat then you can become a knight wizard all these random things and you can switch between them by having different abilities so i think it plays like a roguelite the further you get into it but but quite fun uh yeah there feels like there's probably more but i think that's enough It's a good list. Yeah. That's <laughs> a very good list. There's just too many games. Like I set out this year to play a lot of bigger games, and it's just like crazy how many good games there are in the last year or two. And, you know, I mean, some it's objective. Some people may not think they're for them. But, but oh, I know what, there's one more I wanted to throw for you because I'm sure someone here is a fan of um, Stranger Things. I Go am. On. Yes, yeah. So I like I bounced off it, but I intend to go back it. But uh, in Far Cry Six, I've been playing a lot more of that. Oh um, yes. And I just stumbled on. I won't, you know, won't go into it. But I'm just doing the side missions and having fun. And I stumbled into this bunker and this side Trophy. mission, and it kept going and going and going. And it's a whole, I don't know, like a good hour, I think, side mission um, or, or close to of uh, Stranger Things. Have Have you played this, Matt? Or yeah, so actually, I'm at that exact point oh, in my playthrough of Far Cry Six. I just got to the bunker, and it just hit the title bar. It's like, oh, okay, all right, I'm in. Yeah, I it's having gotten great. a chance to play it again. Yeah, it, it's a lot longer. Like you know, a little side quest. You think two minutes, five minutes go here, but it's it's a lot more than that. And uh, I didn't know that it was in there, and I didn't expect it. it as a month or so ago, I played it, and it's it's wonderful. I wish more games would do that <laughs> type of a crossover randomly. Uh, it, you know, it in depth. Me. Sorry. No, no, that was sorry. Yeah. Uh, it amazes me how much they've been cramming into Far Cry 6 with all their side missions, extra stuff from previous games, as well as stuff like Stranger Things and the Danny Trejo mission. Mm-hmm. I, got I a Danny go Trejo mission in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a Danny Trejo mission in there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a That's funny amazing. game. Because when I started it, you know, I bounced off it almost straight away because I, I liked Five because it was so sort of crazy and this didn't strike me that way. Like the story is quite dark in this one overarching or whatever and it's still a bit crazy but it's probably more serious than many of them have been. Um, or, you know, you're not, you're not strapping guns to the back of a cow, cow and riding through a field in this one sort of thing, which is a shame. But uh, but the more I've been playing this, I'm almost finished the story. It's really good. And the, the way they do the story, you know, in these cut scenes at the end of each major sort of section, like you never know when you're going to get one. And it sort of explains a bit more about old Chicken Man, um, Breaking Bad and his son and stuff. It's it's good. Yeah, it's a good game. I think. It, it just makes me happy. I got my pistol that sets people on fire. <laughs> and then the last one... I- I wanted to throw out because I've been thinking about getting back to this only because there was like a massive patch the other day. So I thought maybe it's better. And I think both of you play this game, but uh, nobody's talked about it. Is uh, Dying Light 2? Is anyone uh, still still going with this? How's it going? I haven't played it recently, but I've got, I don't know what I said last time on the show. I've got eight hours a piece in the PS4 and PS5 versions. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I I really like it, but I, I bounced off of it for all the pledge games that I had, and uh, I've got twenty one hours. Oh wow! 
You still enjoying it? Yeah, I I got to the part where you get a uh, that like a parachute that helps you traverse the city, and that helps you just scale some areas or get to some buildings that you normally wouldn't be able to. It's it hasn't grabbed my attention as much as I would have liked it, but it's still fun. I'm still having a good time. Okay, maybe I need to go go back to actually there's one more this is totally selfish isn't it and i want to throw this out here maybe because i don't think anyone will have played this but i don't know matt because you did i read you were playing divinity original sin or something uh, was that yes a, i'm yes. playing through it with uh three of my friends perfect so this is not too out there an old ball of a game um i've been like obviously by my list i've been jumping through so many games trying to find what i want to play um, and really go deep into and i picked up this spell force three reforced um, the other day against THQ Nordic. So again, you know, you never know. Um, are you familiar yeah, yeah, with yeah. this series or this, this game? Sounds familiar, but it's not drawn to my memory, right? So it's, it's a wonderful, like it's a mashup of like RTS um, role-playing strategy. It says here, but it, it, it's sort of like a, um, it's top down obviously. And it's sort of like, it's got, like a lot of these games, like these RTSs, you micromanage. And so you've got so many things going on at once and it's all happening in real time. And, you know, units are dying because you're not quick enough or you don't know what you're doing. This has got like that old, like uh, World of War, or, or was it even before World of Warcraft, like Warcraft 3 on the PC, like um, way back in the day, you know, where you tell the orcs to go chop down the trees and, and whatever else. And it's got that feel to it. Uh, it's very sort of well balanced in that a lot of it's done yourself plays remarkably well on um a controller as well which i was surprised and it's all voiced um and it's it's a lot of fun it really sucks you in it's got like the Baldur's gate sort of feel to it like again it's budget or whatever else you know the graphics a bit you know hit or miss but fully voiced and the story it's like you know this typical story like this blood boil virus has got out now and you you know the the, the religious you know sect of running the town and killing people and magic is bad and all this sort of stuff and yeah, it's, it's this wonderful pool of, of game. And, like, I, I often like playing these sort of games or I used to play these games on PC way, way back before console. And I've never found any that work well on console because, you know, controller. And this one works really well. So, you know, if anyone's looking for a game like that, I don't know. Um, yeah, it could be one to check out. It says it reviewed as mostly positive on Steam with 4,525 reviews. Released December 2017. The game looks beautiful for mm. being a couple years older. Yeah, it, it only just came out on Xbox and PS5. Uh, you know, in the last month. I know. I know it's yeah, it's been out. And the advantage with that is the one on console, and I'm sure the one with PC. It ships with the two expansions uh, stories. So I think it's like it says each one's about 20 hours or so. So it's, it's one of those games. Like you know, reviews are tricky because I read a review and one was positive, and the other guy just ripped the shit out of it. But if you don't like these sort of old school games, you're not going to like this game. There's, there's no question. But yeah, you, one of the things like I remember a few weeks ago that Ravenous Devils came up, which is a totally different game. But and Rick asked, you know, I, I like these sort of games, but usually they devolve into you just doing too many things at once, and it just gets too much. And that's how I feel about all these sort of games. Divinity Original Sin a bit too. So much going on there, you know, and. This one I liked in particular because, yes, I'm choosing where I want to build things, but then once it's done, it sort of takes care of the collecting of resources while I focus on other things. And the, the AI is good enough that if I get attacked on one side of the map, they will follow like a, a loose predetermined 
you know, path I chose while I can continue working on the right side and not have to, you know, freak out. So, yeah, it's a nice, it's probably too soft for a, you know, a hardcore player of RTS. But if you're sort of, you know, in the middle, just like dabbling, it's, it's the right balance, I think. Nice. Yeah, that's definitely enough. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough. Never enough. That's crazy. All right, here we go. Let's get into the leaderboards then. Uh, see where playing all these different games got us for the week. So uh, leaderboards much higher this week than they were last week. So very nice, very nice. Starting off with the True Trophies leaderboards, Affectatious Daunt, 1,316 trophies. That's obscene. That's a lot of trophies. That's a lot. Uh, second place, Dat One Seagal with 119 trophies. That is a, such a huge drop. Jeez, what are you doing, JT? Uh, Come on, son. I also noticed you moved up to the spot number 49 on the leaderboards there, CJ. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I was looking for a challenge for this year because getting to a million gamer scores is going to be too much for me. I'm an old man, Daryl. You know, I, I got to take my time. But I thought, well, like, what would be a fun trophy challenge? Because, like, you know, your 1,300 trophies, no joke, and playing all those came from those brick games, which take like five yep. minutes each and each have 50 trophies. So <laughs> like, it's There's not so many trophies. That's right. You know, it's not, it's not a huge investment. Probably 40 came from all the other games I spoke about and took 40 hours. But, but I thought like, what would be a cool challenge? And I thought like I had 15,000 trophies last year, but there's way more of those games now. So I thought 22,000 trophies in 2022 would be a good challenge. So I'm a little behind, go. but yeah, I think it's doable. That's why the numbers Absol- will be obscene for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Third place, Resident Daryl with 67 trophies. Only 1,249 trophies behind CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't even have 1,249 trophies. <laughs> fairly certain I'm one of them. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what I like right. is I, I get messages from someone and they're like, oh, I saw you playing this game like earlier in the week, but I, I can't remember what it was. And I went to your profile to look, but there's like 50 games there now. Do, do you know, this is what it was like. Do you know what it was? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just, uh, <laughs> let me see. I, I wonder how, like, how hard is it to remember like what all you've played? Yeah, well, well, at least you can't buy the same game twice on PlayStation Store. That's good. Otherwise, they would have really got me. <laughs> uh, like, you know, if you already own it. it um, yeah, but no, it's funny, though, because certain games stick out, don't they? Like, you remember playing yeah. certain games and then other games just blur, like, totally. Like, I, did I even play that? Or, yeah. Uh, the the, the Dark Knights was a good one. Like, I knew I'd played that when Jared spoke to me or messaged me about it. I'm like, I don't yeah. think I ever played that on PlayStation, and, and I didn't. but. You know, just blurs where you play things, I think, yeah. Especially the spam, because sometimes, there's, most of them I don't remember. They, they're kind of throwaway. But then, like, a game like, uh, uh, was it the only, uh, the, no more, not No More Heroes, but uh, only, only One Hero or whatever. One of those early Red Alaka games that was mm-hmm. actually like an eight to ten hour long mm-hmm. side scroll beat em up. Like, it was so good that I bought the special edition of it like i was like man i really like this uh oh not a hero cool. yeah not a hero yeah yeah i like that i actually bought like the one of the limited releases of the actual game yeah so it's so hard it's, because like you know you get like 
you, I don't know, like this is what interests me, hearing what people play and stuff. And, you know, we had this joke, I think, a few weeks ago, Daryl, like part of the reason I have this open friend policy and, and get ridiculous number of people is I like to just go down the list and see what everyone's playing. And once a week I just make a list of things I've never seen before and just get them and try them. And it's a, it's a much better way of doing it than trying to keep up with what's coming out, you know, because right. if somebody else bought it, it must be like loosely okay. Um, you you would think so. You would think it's yeah, worth but... a try, but but on that topic, actually, none of us talked about it tonight, and I didn't really want to talk about it because I've only played through the first chapter. But nobody on either of my friends' list is playing the quarry, which shocks me because it only came out. I, like, um, I thought it would be massive. I wanted to get it, but I was like, Fire Emblem Warriors comes out in like oh, a yeah. week and a half, and like Turtles comes out on Thursday. So like, mm. as much as I wanted the quarry, it's like. I'm just trying not to spend as much money on games this year. I really, really, really am. I'm trying to save it all for like Black Friday shopping and just getting the most for my bang for my buck. Like mm. the games will be there. They're not going anywhere. And I really want to concentrate. It's really been a backlog year for me this year. Trying to beat as much things in my backlog as possible, not buy new stuff. Yeah. No, I, I, I think so, more power to you. But I just, it amazes me because I've, I've amassed 600 people and like the day Horizon come out, it's like 150 people playing Horizon, you know, whatever comes out, all these people are playing at Quarry, which I thought would be fairly well picked up. Nobody in two days. And I'm like, that's really crazy. That's, nobody wants it, obviously. It, it, well, the thing is, is like, that's, you would think that's the game that I would have picked up because I love those games, but yeah. I didn't finish the last one. So I told myself I'm not going to spend seventy dollars on right. the game Same. until yeah I finish because because like and it's not for I it's not that I didn't like it but let's uh, keep on going with the leaderboards so we've got um, fourth place Stink Palm with forty eight trophies he's actually playing Ratchet and Clank as well um, next up we got Red Beer Rick in fifth place with thirty eight trophies. All right, and now we're going to head on over to the True Achievements leaderboards. In first place, finally dethroning the king, we have Sadik with 5,945 achievement points. How do you feel, CJ? Hey, I told you he'd be back eventually on Sadik. <laughs> Good on him, son. Yeah, so I definitely want to just, I know, I know I've said it before, but I definitely appreciate Sadik you know, commenting on the YouTube, so it's very nice. Uh, to get a little little traction on there, our YouTube is not our strongest platform, uh, but it is it is great to know that somebody is out there not only listening but interacting with us. There. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, second place, Sony putting to you one thousand four hundred achievement points. Man, did you even play Xbox? <laughs> yeah, uh, I played a little bit, not much. <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, I'm styling on your bro with one thousand three hundred and five. Uh, he's playing a little bit of Spyro Reignited. And actually, your last achievement was Chapter 1 in the quarry. So, mm. what a timely conversation. Mm. Mm. Uh, next up, we have uh, GDI Master Ace. That uh, was 790. And then, I'm going to throw these last two on there. Not that they're, they're good, but just because they existed. But Josh, old former co-host of the show, Josh has issues. 30 achievement points and some Minecraft. And then we got the Bearded Nerd with 20 points in uh, Diablo, El Diablo. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So next we're going to head on over to the Backlog Beatdown. We got the sheet fixed. We got everything is uploaded. And um, as far as I know, everything is very current. I checked right before the show. So if you guys have posted anything since we started recording, well, my bad. 
I'm selling on your bro with and 99 big, big shout out points. to JT for surviving the broken sheet drama. I read that comment. The sheet's broken. It's all over. It's all closed <laughs> down. I'm sorry it's done. I love JT, but good to see uh, it's back again. <laughs> he, he has definitely been a huge asset this year. He has been so helpful. We are so thankful for JT. Um, but yeah, the, the sheet Did being down. an ass? Asset, yes. I, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I thought you said ass. I mean, I, I, mean, I would agree. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits, just wear it, okay? But no, uh, having JT on board helping out this year has been a real blessing. Very thankful for him. But yes, the sheet is fixed. We <laughs> we survived the sheet debacle of 2022. And the scores are, they're high. So I'm styling you, bro, 99 points. CJ, 72 points. I am very glad to see you up there on this list, CJ. Because yeah, in the past- hard to get that guy. He's on fire. He is on fire. But in the past, you've let the children play and you've let them have their way with, with the, these little bagel up beat down. And uh, I'm glad to see you up there on the, in the top five. The real sure. question is, are any of us going to get to 100 games? Because that's going to be tough for all of us. Dude, <laughs> we're, we're at the halfway point And I don't think any of us are at 50 yet. Nope. I think, I think a lot of us are at 30, though. They're in the 30s. I think when you're, you're about to be around 40, aren't you, TJ? Somewhere about that, yeah. Yep. Not 50, though. I mean, if you counted spam, you already won. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Stupid one-hour rule. I uh, know. <laughs> so unfair. Uh, then we have Diego coming up with uh, 63 points, tied with Redbeard Rick. I love it, man. The competition in that top five is hot, and the names keep changing. I'm signing on your bro has held the crown for the longest, though. So somebody's got to fix that. To get the numbers up. Then we got uh, President Darrell with 52 points. JT with 44. Uh, Gareth Davis with 37. Yield with 22. I mean, Yield's really, he's holding his own, man. He's uh, It's good to see one of those trophy skanks actually uh, playing the game and, and competing and doing a good job. Um, we got James the Nerd with 19. We got Zach Ledford with 19. We got uh, Alex from the Trophy Horrors with 18. Jared with 16. Joe with 16. Old Tricky Mick with 15. Noah the Builder with 13. Homer and Corey tie with nine. We got uh, MZ with uh, eight. We got BWOW with six points. Spider Packs with six <laughs> points. <laughs> and then we got basically the, the ones on the end um, kind of staying the same. Uh, we got uh, John Michael with four. T-Bear with four. Uh, Jim, and he's with three. Uh, last I heard, Jim's doing better. We're glad to hear that. Uh, James McCall with three, Kali with two, and Levi with two. So there we go. I think we should officially change Tricky Mix's name to Tricky Mac because he's using macros. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Bit, bit of a right. shout out, a bit shout out to Rick's kid there as well, finishing Final Fantasy VII remake. Although, yeah, what the hell is was that? <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, I was like, oh wow, this guy's come to play. I, I can't even beat it. Yeah, <laughs> this guy came to play. Hey, he did yeah, dude. He's <laughs> him and his dad, man. They're they're you know they're kicking butt. It's awesome. It's so cool. I wish my my son wanted to play games with me. <laughs> I, I saw that and I thought, look, I better not buy my little pony now. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't look good if I posted that this week. <laughs> this week, yeah. Next week, <laughs> it's all fair. So, all right. Uh, Community questions, they're good and fun. So this this week, 
we gave you guys a question as well as gave you the opportunity to ask us anything you wanted. Is we want to know what your opinion is on what makes a Zelda game and also what are three games that you guys wanted to finish this year. Now that this, the community questions are going to tie into um, our plot this week. Okay. So first up, I'm styling on your bro. He says, uh, what makes a Zelda game uh, is that cool rhythm bit on Ocarina of Time. Uh, three games I'll finish, 100% digital bling. By the end of the year are Train Sim World 2, Halo Master Chief Collection, and Ghost of Sushi Director's Cut. Worldwide, Jimmy Ryan has finally thrown us a bone. <laughs> That's right. Everybody give old worldwide franchise Jimmy Ryan a hand. Yeah. He's, he's stacking the deck. So. He's, Do you, he's doing the Lord's bare minimum. Uh, all you game pasturbators have been like salivating over you know the promises that Emperor Phil has given you that he hasn't actually fulfilled any of. It's like, we're going to give you guys a first party game every month. What we really meant was we're going to promise first party games that will come eventually one month in our future. And if Jimmy Ryan's wonderful tilted emulation is anything to go by, I look forward to what he has planned for us down the, the track. You know, to be fair, old franchise Jimmy Ryan, he wasn't a fan of emulation. He actually said, while we want to play these old games, when I can give you The Last of Us Part 1, the fourth edition, for $70. Yeah, I believe in generations, son. <laughs> Have this he generation does. again at full price. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, We've, here, Sonny, we believe in generations. The PS3 generation of The Last of Us. The PS4 generation <laughs> of The Last right. of Us. The PS5 generation. Hey, wait, they, wait, there's more. The PS6 version of The Last of Us is on its way. <laughs> it's so funny. I was down at the game shop the other day and they tried to upsell me on pre-ordering that thing. And I said, oh, look, I just don't think I have it in me to play it again. I said, you know, after the PS3 and PS4. And she's like, oh, you know, it looks amazing. And I said, oh, really? Uh, I said, oh, well, so it beats making a new game, doesn't it? And she goes, oh, yes, you played you played Red Dead Redemption 2, did you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's people at Rockstar and Bethesda going, wait a second, why did they... Why did they remake the game? They just need to remaster and release it. Why? Why spend more money in a new engine? That, that that's silly. Yeah. Uh, well, they already remastered it, so it's like uh, they they need a new name they, so that we they can didn't get a new re remaster it. Yeah, that's what that's what <laughs> this is. The oh, that's coming out on PS Seven. The re remaster. <laughs> you got to wait two generations for that one. Hey, look, I can't get mad at franchise worldwide Jimmy Ryan because Capcom has sold me Resident Evil 4 on every generation since the PS2 and GameCube. And now they're like, all right, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to remake it so that we can continue to sell it to you on new hardware. Because Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 4 Remake will both exist on the same console. You I don't get that? mad at Jimmy Ryan. The guy doesn't know what he's doing. You can't, you can't blame someone that is clearly incompetent. You know, it's not I, their fault. I want the next, I want the next Resident Evil main game to be a demake, and I want them to demake <laughs> Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil Eight with like tank controls. Don't don't tempt it. Don't tempt fate, because Capcom right. said we do it. <laughs> Resident right. Evil Four demake. <laughs> no, I want I want demakes of the newer ones. We got to go back to shit tank controls. Hey, I'll play it. 
just before you move on there, I, can you just say the three games he said he wants to beat again this year? Uh, Train World Sim 2, the Master Chief Collection, and Ghost of Sushi Director's Cut. It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, That's any of those games, game. if anyone finished one of those games in a year, it'd be an achievement. And he's going <laughs> to, that, that train sim world is probably, probably takes you longer to finish that thing than it would to finish Final Fantasy fourteen. And that thing hasn't even Not finished wrong. itself yet. It's crazy. Man is on fire. He definitely is. He's, he's a rare breed. So, but yes, thank you so much. Do you know, Stalin. he's got a little driving hat and gloves for when he plays that game. I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that, but he does. <laughs> Conductor hat. <laughs> hey, Pixar didn't have in styling. He's we probably wearing that little hat now, you know. <laughs> uh, in my head, when you said that, it, he's got like a like a like a, a little hat he puts on that has like the glasses attached to it and a Mario stash. I think like he like has a little thing that he pulls down from the ceiling and it goes choo choo. There you go. <laughs> All aboard, <laughs> let's go. All right, Jared yeah. writes in and he says. It is alleged that Herd left a turd in Johnny's bed, but there was no DNA test and Amber didn't confess. It is, is it possible that a certain trickster that can operate a hopper is a serial turd dropper? Hashtag, what if the turd was not from Herd? It's freaking Dr. Seuss of Dookie over here. You know what I think with Jared, like, you, you know, when you sometimes turn on the news and it's some like bullshit topic and they have some professor from some backwater university nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> you're going to have him on one day and he's going to be like the turd expert for this case. And it's like, it and is, now we cross to Jared, professor of turdology. <laughs> no, his name is, instead of Dr. Seuss, he's Dr. Deuce. Dr. Deuce, that's right. Have you guys ever seen the show Dope Sick on uh, Hulu? No. Okay, so I've only watched like the first four or five episodes, but it's got Michael Keaton, and he's like a like a little backwoods uh, West Virginia doctor who, like you know, he tries to do right by his people. Um, the whole show is kind of built on the opi- opioid epidemic and how when OxyContin came out, how like you know this. I don't know if the show is trying to tell like uh, any truths or not, but essentially. Oxycontin was marketed that it was less addictive than normal opioids. And basically the whole process behind getting people to switch people's pain medication over to Oxycontin. Anyways, long story short, they bring in just for like, just like CJ said, they bring in some backwoods, just hack job of a, a doctor to prove their point that it's not that their people are addicted to the drug. It's that they're not having their pain treated and they actually are reacting to their pain more. So they need their dosage increased. And he comes up with some stupid saying or whatever. And it's just like people bought into it and they cited it in studies and all this stuff. And it's just like, wow. Like to me, it's like, that's, that's how that happened. That's yeah. how it, but Americans, Americans love a slogan that means nothing. Build back better, but you know it, it is back. it is what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What I wouldn't give for some mean tweets and some dollar fifty gas. <laughs> but I, no, I do like Jared because like it, it's gone past the point of awkward now. How much he mentions this turd, and now you've got to start like respecting him because he's really he's really like the authority on it. I think so. <laughs> I feel yeah, like I mean, we need to expect a question from Jared like this every week. If not, is it even a Luke Rose podcast? It's a staple of the show now. Like, the case may be dismissed, 
but this will never end. <laughs> so I just love how his, uh, I love how his questions went from like somewhat realistic to, Oh, I see the joke. And now it's just straight poetry. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I do blame this, the person who can operate the hopper. Yeah. He might be a serial turd dropper. So. <laughs> I wonder how long it takes him to come up with these, the Dr. Deuce. Um, I, I'm sorry. I was just because you mentioned the hopper. I was told that that's actually, that's not allowed to be discussed anymore, that the hopper incident had to be removed for the, uh, the, um, that's what I, I, I was told department. Uh, I like how that has to be removed, but he can still play video games at work. Yeah. Like no yeah. one has problems with that. Mm. It's crazy mm. how it's almost as if someone just picks and chooses what's an issue based on how it embarrasses them. I'm not naming any names. No. You shall not be named. <laughs> so Who would have joke. thought taking a crap all over your workplace in public where everyone can see would be frowned upon by your employer? I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> no, the actual act of, not a problem. The <laughs> meme. <laughs> There's probably someone in like the central office, the PR office, and they're like, holy shit, people are going to see this and it's going to be like an outbreak of people doing it now on Friday nights. And it's like, <laughs> we can't have that. Not again. <laughs> They're now putting cameras in the hoppers. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Definitely going to be an episode of South Park in the next few weeks about that hoppers, <laughs> dude. <laughs> if that was the thing, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. They create new technology called the Hopper Stopper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Hopper Stopper. Oh my gosh, that's got to be the name of the show. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. By Doctor Deuce. Uh, okay. Oh, I that, need I need I need someone to make I need Jared to make a meme of himself on a Dr. Seuss book called Dr. Deuce. <laughs> One hop, two hops. <laughs> so, Joe, to answer your question, a creative individual like Jared, it probably doesn't take him very long to come up with these. They just naturally come to him. <laughs> Manifest. <laughs> and now he's got a uh, I imagine that Jared uh, lays by his wife at night and he has a nightstand with a pad and a paper <laughs> and he wakes up two, three, four o'clock in the morning in just this blazing sweat and he sits up. He's like, ah, I've got it. And he writes, he has to, he has to write this stuff down because if he didn't, it would, lose it. yeah, he, he, <laughs> if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> it's a good setup. That story could have really gone in a different direction though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, you see what I did there? All right, MZ writes in and says the three games that he would like to complete slash platinum are Skate 3, Deep Rock Galactic, and Just Cause 2. Ugh. Mm. I like wow. Just Big Cause list. Game. Yeah. Big list. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. I'm styling writes in again and says, are you all excited for the TMNT Shredder's Revenge to launch into Game Pass day and date? Nope. <laughs> Couldn't care less. Here's the real question. Would you would you still buy the PS4, PS5 copy if old franchise Jimmy Ryan gave it to us? I mean, I wouldn't have to. I mean, hmm. that's just like... I, I buy a physical copy, yeah, because then I wouldn't have to buy an actual copy. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, I, it, it would make it easier for me. I mean, I'm buying a physical copy anyway. I'm just going to wait till it goes on sale. But I'm still going to buy one. I have to have it in my collection physically. I'm just happy I don't have to go through limited run bullshit to get it now. 
It just made me so happy. Like, oh, hate buying from those fuckers. Like, oh, <laughs> here, pre-ordering. It comes out in nine months. Yeah, I, I don't love that. I love. I, I love the, the old, fact. That I miss the old days when you had to fight for pe- fight for copies of things. No, I hate that to, even the, more. to the death. <laughs> I hate that even more. You wanted That's it. it. You, you had to fight for it. No, Doctor Deuce always it, it, got multiple copies too. There's going to be a time, like in a hundred years' time, where people will look back on this time and go, you know, these people back then they were so strange. They used to pre-order digital games. It was like the game was going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And like Tricky's like, oh, I pre-ordered Last of Us digitally. I'm like, cool. I'm and, and there's gonna be such a shortage of digital copies. Uh, so the the only reason to pre-order is if they're offering some sort of pre-order discount. Because then yeah. okay, yeah, there's a clock on that. But yeah, outside I mean, of that the pre-order I, discount is just very like minimal to me. It's like, oh wow, I saved like three dollars. It's usually not more than ten percent, but Eh, every little bit helps. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, if you live in a third world, third world country like Australia, you do because it takes a month to download. So, like, you know, if you want to play it any time, you do. Pre-order. If they allow you to preload, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, no, but it is ridiculous. You're right. That's amazing. Uh, as far as my opinion on Shredder's Revenge launching in the Game Pass, good. I'm glad because you know you guys need something over there. Yeah, it's like I'm Xbox glad you have something man. to play. I was yeah, just gonna say, I'm glad you have something to play. Because what was going to happen was this is like you guys were going to continue to trend on Twitter hashtag cancel Game Pass because you, you don't have anything, <laughs> and the two games you were promised that you were only given CG trailers of that aren't actual really completed games yet, it, um, that got delayed to next year. It's yeah, weird. Did you see that bullshit now that's saying that Starfield's going to come out this year? No, like now they're pushing for it to come out this year. Well, apparently, well the the standard like, is what? release incomplete, promise over years. So like. And they're good either way. It's like Brock Lesnar shirt. It's like release incomplete repeat. Yep. You know, CJ, I keep hearing these Sony bronies talk about <laughs> us not having any games. And I'm looking uh, at my terrible. Xbox Game Pass dashboard yeah. and I'm looking at Assassin's Creed Origins, Disc yeah. Room, the Ninja Gaiden trilogy, have it, have Sniper it. Elite 5, Hardstay yes. Shipbreaker, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yeah. I, I'm seeing a lot of games here. Oh, look, you can't take them seriously. Every time I turn on the Xbox, Daryl's playing on it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm glad you guys got a complete game because Halo wasn't going to be that for you. <laughs> Halo will never be that for anyone. <laughs> I reckon Halo will be completed and finished before you get to the end of it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. You, you might be right on that one. I, I bet you Halo won't even be complete before the friggin' end of the generation. Right there. Well, it's, it's infinite. It's kind of in the top. I mean, they'll probably have to cancel Call of Duty and put all the team members on that to finish it. Because that's the only way they ever get games done. It's going to be like 15 more, years' time. Buy more studios and put more people on it. It's going to be like 15 years' time. Daryl will be like, welcome to the loot bros. They're delisting <laughs> it today and shit, I haven't got to it yet. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> I good mean, thing I good thing I didn't buy it, a physical copy with the broken version on the disc. I can't like I did wait Master till, Collection. I just can't wait till next generation when Xbox is like, oh yeah, you know that Game Pass thing we did? That was great and all, but it didn't really make us money, so we're gonna make you buy games again. Did I tell you about my retro console? I just got the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that was the end of a generation? 
<laughs> that shit won't even run in like five years because the, right. the clock inside of it. The clock inside of it. $300 over MSRP to a scalper to get the PS5. You still can't get one. <laughs> still can't all buy right. a car either. They use the same parts. That's right. The PS5 hogged all the parts. All right. Diego writes in and says, regarding the Zelda question, as someone who has never played any of them, you're better for that, by the way. <laughs> what makes them so special? Is it purely nostalgia? What would you recommend a good entry point be to the series, um, we brought on our Zelda expert, Matt G, today. So why don't you start us off with that one, Matt? I guess it depends what access you have, depending on your system. Anybody and everybody, and Joel agree with me, is A Link to the Past is probably the best place All to start time. because it's simple. You know, some people out there might recommend Ocarina of Time because that's their favorite. That, that's a, that's a janky Zelda game, and you could lose interest very quickly. A Link to the Past is probably one of the best game designs just from a game design perspective, and therefore from a starting point into the Zelda series, that would be good. If you're looking for something a little more modern, A Link Between Worlds on the 3DS is another one. It's very similar because it's made in the same vein as A Link to the Past that top-down perspective it's a 2.5d dungeon crawler it gives you access to all the weapons at the beginning and it, it gives you basic guidelines on what you need to do to get through the story i think those are your two best options if you're interested in starting what about you joe I'm I'm at, Matt has a good point. I think Link to the Past is a great entry point. I think it's just a very it's just a very rudimentary gameplay. You're going, you know, you're not doing too much, you know, outside the box of like you don't really have to think much when you play that game. I mean, they yeah, you might have to think about the puzzles a little bit. They're not too hard as Matt said, but I think it just captures the essence of what Zelda is and it'll draw you into the series. If you really want to get drawn into Zelda, I would say Link to the Past is a good option. I would say um, Wind Waker. Wind Waker's another one. Except for like the sea exploration stuff, which could lose you. But if you played the Switch version, it kind of... Or not the Switch version. Um, was Wii it the Wii U version? Yeah. Yeah, the Wii U version. The remastered version really dumbs down like that section. It makes it a lot more simple, quicker. I would say even playing... If you want to play like a 3D Zelda, I would pick up like the um, the 3DS and I would play Link to the, I would play Ocarina of Time on there because it's probably the best version of it. Honestly, it plays really smooth on there. It's a lot less janky. I would also say Majora's Mask, the best version and the easiest version to play of Majora's Mask is on the 3DS as well. And it's absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, I, I agree. You could also just play the original. Like if you want like the true, if you want like the demake of Breath of the Wild, just play the first Zelda. Really all it is like. It gives you enough to get you started. And then it's like if you, you just have to figure out where everything else is. CJ, what's your experience with Zelda? Oh, I'm I'm going to defer my time to someone else because I haven't played any of them, so I really don't. I don't know. Yeah, you were on the show. <clears throat> I know. I, I literally I haven't played. I played a bit of Breath of the Wild, and um, that was it. I played half an hour, and I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go, so I just 
gave up. Now, yeah. for, now for you, is that like, is it like Breath of the Mild for you? Did you, did you not find it entertaining? Like, what was? No, your no, no, not at all. I just like a little bit of guidance, and there was just no. Um, I'm. It's nothing against the game. It's just the the sort of games that I like to play, and I'm not a big fan of the. I know the weapons in that break as well, and then, and then when I went into the game store, I was talking to the guy, and I'm like, "This game, I, I don't get it." And he goes, "Oh, you need the the companion manual here for, for whatever else." Because I tried to go up into the the hills, and I froze to death. And he goes, "Yeah, you got to make yourself a jumper." And I was like, "This is ridiculous." So. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right, though, because the game doesn't do a good enough job of explaining that stuff. It really doesn't. It doesn't tell you, oh, yeah, you're going to freeze to death if you go up there. I mean, it tells you when you start dying, but. Oh, no, I just don't think not, not every game is for every person. I'm, I'm sure it's perfect if you if you like those sort of games. It's, it's not yep. for me. Yeah, that is my favorite way to talk about games. Not everything's for everybody. Zelda is not for me. I haven't played a Zelda game since the Nintendo 64. With the exception of Breath of the Wild, I played about an hour of it. One of my my son's best friend brought it over and right, you know, right when it first came out. And I was like, I'm gonna give this a shot. And I just didn't really do anything. It just it was a whole lot of nothing. I didn't really encounter much of anything. I, I what I did do was I just didn't really it didn't click. It, I guess I mean granted, I didn't really give it a huge crack at my time but i was like yeah this is this isn't good for me so i just moved on but i'm i don't i'm not a, uh i have i'm not well versed enough in zelda to have an opinion it, it's that um like i know we're distracting slightly here but like i don't know matt maybe i don't know if you you find this or not i think joe does even though he plays these sort of games is the problem with those sort of games are is that you you can sink a lot of time in and feel like you're not really getting anywhere and it's like i don't want to say like sunken time fallacy but it's like this thing like oh i'm putting all this time into this game and i could maybe just be putting into something else and making progress i'm not sure if, if i'm getting anywhere uh and that's just the the nature of that that newer one in particular and I know that's a really bad way to be because games are supposed to, you're supposed to lose yourself and, you know, you, and I'm like, I, you know, we all play really long games and stuff as well, but I, I just need that little bit of like, whether it's the assassin's loop or even an MMO loop that I know I'm making a little bit of progress. Whereas a game like that terrifies me where it's just like, just do whatever you want. And it, it's the same problem I have with animal crossing. It's like, just do whatever you want. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what I want to do. I don't want to do anything. Like it's too much to do. <laughs> So I don't know if anyone else feels that it's more Absolutely. so Joe and, and Matt, because you play these sort of games. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Matt? Or you want me to go? Well, I guess the question is, do we have any other questions before we oh, take the deep dive? I mean, we, I mean, ha- we, ha- we have a ton. So I, we can, I mean, we can finish it up and then get into Zelda. I mean, it'll be more. We can talk more about this in our topic of the show, because I feel like unless unless is this the twat or are we in the twat or are we still community questions? Because if. Well, it, it it really goes into more of like what makes Zelda Zelda like that. Mm, to answer well, that question is really what makes Zelda Zelda. Let's have mm. that conversation now, and then we'll just we'll just pivot to the what games we want to finish. Like because all That's of the fine, community questions fine, and the twat questions, it, it's it all kind of worked out in a really you know in a very organic way that where we can talk about them all at the same time. So absolutely, tell us what is Zelda? What is Zelda supposed to be, and why? You know, where should we start? <sighs> I feel like what makes Zelda Zelda is exploration. It is like this is breath of wild is the closest you'll ever get to the original Zelda ever again. Like it just dumps you in the world and it says, Hey, here's a sword go. 
And I feel like it didn't even do that much. It's like, here's a stick, go. Maybe you'll kill something and get a sword. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so it, but I, it's... Sorry. And your ahead, stick yeah. breaks. What? And your stick breaks. And your uh, stick go breaks. ahead, Matt. Keep... It's, it's interesting <laughs> to hear others' perspective because, yeah, it, part of what makes a Zelda a Zelda is you have the base level, here's your hero, go save the world. And when CJ, you said, hey, I kind of like a little more direction than that, I could see what you're saying, but maybe I'm taking it the wrong way because Breath of the Wild starts off, hey, Link, wake your ass up. I need help. You leave, and then immediately you're greeted by this big open world. And I could see that being intimidating. I recently came across that in Elden Ring going, I don't know what to do or where to go. But that's when I don't have a problem listening to friends or, or reading a guide every so often. But in Breath of the Wild, you go down some of the most common paths and you meet King Rome and he goes, hey, you might want to check out these three places over here. So you go do that, you get your starting items, and that's when the world really opens up. And this large plateau area that you're in starts off, you go, hey, this area that you've been exploring for the past hour and a half, it's very small compared to what you've got to go to now. And that's where it really opens up. That's where it turns into, hey, this is your adventure. Choose your own adventure. Go do what you want to do. And that's where I could see where you say, eh, I'd like to get a little bit more on that. I'd like to know a little bit more about what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of the game that does that because while you can tackle any of the four, we'll call them dungeons in this version of Zelda, in any order you want, the game does say, hey, maybe you want to go take a look at this one first. Go over here and and explore that way. But truly, for people who've replayed the game, they can tell you, you can tackle all of these in any way you want. And that is kind of at the core of what Zelda has been. And Joe, you can speak to the first game, because the first game, you could technically go to if i remember correctly you didn't have to go to the first dungeon first no you can go to like two or three or four like you couldn't go to everything but yeah there's there's definitely options i played that one a lot when i was younger and i remember you could go really anywhere but you couldn't do everything or in my memory much of anything without going and getting certain things certain items correct um that's the point yeah and so in my this is my opinion again i don't feel like i'm an authority on at all but if breath of the you know from my one hour experience breath of the wild and then listening to you know tons and tons of opinions on it and you know if it's anything like the first game where you you know you just go and do and you can do it however you want then to me, like you're saying, exploration is in fact what a Zelda game is and, you know, choose your own adventure. Sounds to me like realistically Breath of the Wild is in fact not only a Zelda game, but probably a very tried and true pure form of it. So what got me to post the question on the on the Facebook group, because I was on Trophy Horse a while back and, and Tricky posed to me, Hey, Matt, what do you think of the idea that I say Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game? And I don't understand where he's coming from. Maybe it's because I've never heard him explain exactly why that is. He just wants dungeons. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. That's where you have the four divine beasts. They're your dungeons. Maybe they're not as complex as what you want, but who wants to go through a water, another water temple again? Who wants to go through he another does. fire temple again? He like, he, give me something different. He and ninety percent of fans just want to go through temples. Uh, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I want temples back, but I did. I did kind of like what they did with the divine beasts. Um, I did. I do like. I would like a more pure temple in the next one, and I think they're going to do that. I think they are going to bring back you know bigger dungeons in the new game, but. I hope they do them like Skyrim kind of does dungeons where like there's a reason to do it. So that got me that got me thinking, okay, if that's not a Zelda game, what is a Zelda game? So I went and I made all these notes about all the mainline Zelda games. You know, what's not a Zelda game. Link's crossbow training. That's not a Zelda game. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, here's the basic premise. Does it have Link? Does it have Zelda or does it have Ganon? Those are the three big things of making a Zelda game a Zelda game. It has to have at least one of those. Because look at Link's Awakening. You've got Link. There's no Ganon. There's no Zelda. You've got dungeons. You're collecting items to wake the windfish. But like, it's still a Zelda game because it's got a basic gameplay style. Hey, here's your world. Explore it as the hero and try to figure everything out. You need items to progress. You need to have an end goal in mind. Game has a bitchin' soundtrack. It does. And it when I hear Tricky go, Breath of the Wild is not a Zelda game, I could hear people I, I could hear the argument, well, it's not a good Zelda game. I'll hear that argument all day long because people's preferences and opinions will differ greatly. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Well, I got my Switch at midnight and I played Breath of the Wild till about three to four in the morning. Went to sleep, woke up two hours later, got back up and played it for the rest of the day. It it gets me that he could say, well, it's not a Zelda game when I go, well, it's like Joe said, it's probably the ultimate Zelda game. It harkens back to the original. You all remember that anybody who's played it remembers the original. You start there. You don't even have to go into the cave to get your sword first. You can start walking around, doing whatever you want. You don't have to do anything in particular. And Breath of the Wild, I felt, encapsulated that pretty damn well. And I could see the argument, well, it doesn't have dungeons. Well, they did things instead of dungeons. Not every Zelda focus made dungeons their focus. Look at Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. You had temples, but they weren't exactly groundbreaking. Skyward Sword had all that. It had temples. It had exploration areas, and people hated that game. Joe and I have talked about that a lot, where Skyward Sword gets some unnecessary hate towards it. And I don't understand why, because that exemplified exactly what a Zelda game is. The, the Ocarina of Time, hey, go collect these things in these temples to go kill the big baddie. And that one didn't even have Ganon in it. Uh, A link between worlds. All your items were available to you at the beginning of the game. You could tackle the, the dungeons in basically any order because you had all of the items. You didn't, you didn't have that roadblock to you. Like you said, Daryl, 
some areas were blocked because you didn't have that item you didn't get out of dungeon two yet it just seems to me that a lot of people have really railed against the later version zeldas that have come out ever since wind waker i would say wouldn't you agree joe ever since somebody saw the cell shading in that one they're like oh it's it's oh dude i remember when that came out and everyone shit all over it they're like there's no zelda just show stated cartoon garbage what is this it really annoys me because they're not giving the game a chance i'll say this right here wind waker is my favorite zelda i have not beaten every zelda game i'm saying that right now and this actually plays later into the question you asked about what are the three games we we know we're going to beat this year but wind waker is my favorite zelda game to me it played the best it looked the best the hd remake is freaking wonderful and then everybody goes to play the the darker version they wanted twilight princess they said oh look at that twilight princess is out it look it's getting back to the the old style the ocarina of time man i look at ocarina of time now the game looks like trash joe said they had to come out with the ad re- the hd remake on the 3ds to make it look good and play decently still a great game and the awesome game for its time but it just didn't age very well and i think if we're talking about zelda games you look at games that age well and i said it a link to the past is probably the best zelda game even though it's not my favorite i'll say it it's the best zelda game but for breath of the wild oh it's not a zelda game factually incorrect sorry tricky (laughs) i like it I like it's, it a lot. It's really good to hear you talk about it. And like, I know Diego there poses the question, which one to start with? Because he hasn't played any of them. And I like, I understand that too, because like a lot of the problems that sounds like with this series is, you know, the nostalgia and the original, the people like the original versus the modernization or whatever, which is the same for everything long running. But for his perspective, like I understand that design. I feel that too. Like, you know, there's there's certain games that I've never played or whatever in a series. And you're like, I should probably play one because such a seminal series and everyone's played them and talked about them. And then you go and play them like Animal Crossing for me or that one and fantastic games. But if you're not, a, you know, if you're not the sort of gamer that will enjoy that style of game, it's not going to work for you. And it's not, it's not a question of like, oh, you'll push through it. You just won't. And I think that's the like sometimes it's better off, you know, if you know, you know, there's elements in the, the game from how it was described today that don't gel with the way that you play. Sometimes it's just a lot better to hear people talk or just watch a video of the, of the sort of game as opposed to trying to play it yourself. I don't know, Daryl, like, you know, you're, you're not going to play these games. I'm probably not going to go back to them. But right. you, you can get like that absorption. And the good thing is it doesn't take hundreds of hours either <laughs> to sort of yeah. to do it. And I, like, it's a shame. Like, I would love to be able to play every style of game. but you know, the more games you play like this, like there's elements of this that you've described that I really like, but then there's those elements are in a lot of like fringe JRPGs as well. And I like that better. So, you know, we only have so much time. Um, Absolutely. And it's that weird balance of like, you know, oh, I should play it because, you know, it's a big thing and everyone's played it as opposed to getting your head around the fact of, well, you know, I'll just listen to it and I might watch a little bit of footage and sure, it's not the same as playing it, but you know, you can't, you can't change the sort of game you are, I don't think. You can expose yourself to new things and try, but ultimately, if the loop, and those loops, particularly at Breath of the Wild, it is a big stretch if, if you're not used to that style of game, I think, uh, for you. And, and you hit the nail on the head, CJ. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying you implied I said it, I'm not saying you 
the people have to go back and play these games. Oh no. I I am not a Dark Souls player even though I played and beaten Elden Ring and I'm going back through my new game plus. But I tried Dark Souls. It was not for me. I'm not out there saying, "Well, that sucks. It's a bad game." No. I know there's plenty of people who like it. I'm a Monster Hunter player. I know there's people who go Monster Hunter <laughs> sucks. But it's it there's times when it's not a problem with the game. It's a problem with the player. And I fully acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I tried Souls, didn't enjoy it. So therefore, I put it aside and I said, it's not for me. So I'm not saying like people have to go out there and you must play and you must enjoy Zelda games. But these games have left their mark on gaming society in general. Yes. And each game is a different iteration. It's like your favorite musician going out there making a new album and trying something different. Metallica is my favorite band. I know that not everything is a hit, but I also know everything is not trash. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> sad <laughs> anger, baby. I love Metallica too, but like, I'm sorry. No, like, sad they're, anger, they're, not uh, the greatest, but Death Magnetic. Either is, gra- either is Garage so either is Garage Yeah, but not, it, not everything has to be a banger, but everything has to be at least an attempt to be to be a banger i mean every mm. attempt is an attempt that's what an attempt is <laughs> like hey. you can't like hey. you you can't Sorry. miss the shots you don't take right frantic frantic invisible kid there there was a there was a there was a comic once where it was lars getting the the bongo drum and he goes, what's this drum do? Oh, it makes sure nobody ever illegally downloads your music again. Great. And he next shows saying anger come out. <laughs> Dung. That, that snare drum. And the story behind how he got to that one. <laughs> All of them. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, so that's I just, you know, I, I, I hear somebody try to besmirch Zelda. I mean, shit, I've got a Zelda tattoo. I've got my dog named after Zelda. <laughs> Like I felt I had after hearing last week's episode with Joe, Tricky, and Zach, I had to get back in here and be like, all right, I, ca- I can't let this this besmirching going <laughs> I can't on much stand longer. for this blasphemy anymore. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All I mean, right. Diego uh, said he that plays he, the division. I mean, hey. really? <laughs> like, it's, well, it's, it's, he, he does all he does what he can. He's doing the best he can. Guys. So see. Sorry, Daryl, but CJ had said it earlier. It's like you're playing a game. Sometimes you want to make progress. And that's when I go back and I look at and not that I it's a problem. People enjoy playing it. My nephew plays it. Joe was playing Fortnite. But I go play something like that. I get my Victory Royale one time ago. Okay, that was fun. On to the next thing. And I go back and play Zelda game where I'm playing a story and I'm making progress in something. So Mm -hmm. it's just, again, different strokes for different folks. Mm. Right. It's really about the opening. Like I, I'm always intrigued by big games and how they style, style the opening because, you know, you know as a fact looking at numbers that people buy these games and they don't play much. They play an hour and then they just bounce off it. I think, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people do that and whether they trade it back or it's just not for them. So that that opening, you know, hour of a game is crucial in a bigger game to, you know, you'll put up with a lot down the track if you can get through that first section. And like, you know, Joe made the joke about, you know, you pick up your stick and then your stick breaks. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I was getting chased by this thing and it was right at the beginning. And I was just like, you know, if I wanted this shit, I'd just go to work again. You know, it's like, like, but if that had happened three hours in, totally fine. I probably would have been totally fine with it. But it's just 
it's so like you know even even like even the new um Elden Ring at least you can like survive a couple of minutes before your head's first chopped off you know and it's like, <laughs> there's a video and stuff or a cutscene but yeah it's that uh, that opening hour of how they stylize these games particularly modern long games 50 100 hour games uh, how they 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 sort of you know ease you into the game but you know create the illusion you're making progress which you're not going to be you know making huge progress in 10 hours that's the nature of the game but it's a really interesting thing in that game. Like I played a lot of games and that game, I respect it for doing it, but it very much so like, you know, go, you know, and I, I don't play a lot of those. I know a lot of um, Jet, the Fush, or these sort of resource management games are very similar too. It's just like, go, you know, um, good luck. And <laughs> it's just a lot to get your mind around. I think if you're not there already. So, so you bring up a good point and I liken it to Okami. So Okami is widely regarded as a great game. Mm. and i tried going into it and i started playing it it was probably about 30 minutes in and i realized i've controlled amaterasu maybe twice mm -hmm. the the dog i, I was mm. like okay when do i actually get to play the game and what attracted me about breath of the wild is here you go go play mm. no no cutscenes, no story just go explore yeah. I was like, oh, okay, five minutes in, I'm playing the game. I may not have an idea what games? I'm doing. What? <laughs> what? You want to play your video games? Heaven forbid. How dare you? You don't want to, you want Metal Gear Solid? You want like 50 minute cutscene about making eggs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but th that's so true because like a lot of people in the, you know, the achievement hunting, trophy hunting community, whatever, that's their, their gripe. It's like, I want to play the game. I'm not here for all this crap. And then you get something like, I know we're, we're shooting at straws here, but you get something like, skip the fucking cutscenes if you don't want to well, watch Well, I the know game. that, but then you're getting something like, like Kojima's Death Stranding, which you watch two hours of. Now, <laughs> you're so invested at that point, you're like, I'll keep playing the game for another 20 hours because something's going to happen, which nothing does. But you're like, you know, I'm really invested because it was a really good opening. Or, you know, Lots of stuff happens. You drop off this. I know, I am, but I'm just sort you of, you know. Monster. But, you, you yeah, think? it's sort of, it's that, how they stylize that opening section of a game, I always find is so, is yeah, so interesting. I agree. I agree. If they don't grab me in the beginning, they usually don't grab me. But but as yeah. as we we see now with Matt, like it, everyone is different. So he wants the game to start, you know, and explore. And you know, I want my hand held a little bit at the start. And Matt, dude over here wants this, and it's just it's this wonderful cacophony of of different things. And I think like you know, Tricky is a great example of a he's a completely different gamer to most of us in that he plays just a handful of core games. He likes that. He knows what he likes and he plays it. Whereas you know, having listened to all of you and, and knowing you, you play all sorts of games and there's no right, you know, or whatever answer, but it's just amazing that, I don't know, the different things can appeal to us in the same, the same game yeah. can appeal to us, but for different reasons, I suppose, and or turn us off as well at that yeah. starting point. Piggyback on what you're saying about like, Matt likes to jump in, you like to have your hand held. My wife likes when I rub her back first. <laughs> do you, do you buy her dinner first? <laughs> Fuck that, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Digger, I don't time for that. <laughs> he finished up his question, and he has said that the three games he plans on completing this year are Silent Hill 2, Dark Souls Remastered, and Catherine. Good choices. Oh, wow. Catherine's an amazing that's, game. That's, that's, that's a list right there, buddy. That's yeah. a list. Uh, like 100% completing Catherine? Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill 2. Go for it. Get it. Mm. Oh, get it. All right. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm styling your bro. Writes in again and says, also, I got another question. 
Since the Russian flag is banned from sports and such, do you think PSNP needs to remove it from the Russian accounts? CJ. (laughs) That's the trophy side, he means, yeah? Yeah. I I don't think they've done that, have they? I'm sure they haven't done that. I don't. No, I don't think so. I, it's a really tough line, isn't it? Because all the digital stores are closed now, aren't they, in Russia for all? Yep. all um, and, and I tell you what, this is completely selfish because I obviously don't want to make comment on what's going. It's horrific and dreadful, but <laughs> completely first world problem. I was really looking forward to the new Pathmaker game coming out on console. And yeah. uh, that was supposed to come out. And that comes from a Russian studio that was, it was literally coming out the day it all cracked off and they pulled that game. So I know it's on, um, I know it's on PC, but. Still not on console. Dreadful. So it's affecting all of us, you know. Us, yep. very small way, obviously. The people over there, very big way. But, yeah, it's dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, I suppose, oh, shit, you know, I, can't... I, I thought I was being petty, but I suppose removing the Russian flag off a trophy side is, is even more yeah. petty. So <laughs> I'm glad someone's out there with me. <laughs> hey, man, everything affects us all differently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I couldn't understand why that game hadn't come out. I'm like, I was anticipating, I was ready, and then I was like, oh shit, it's a Russian studio or a Russian publisher or something. Yeah. I mean, haven't they lost enough? Like, they don't even have McDonald's anymore. Oh, did they really lose if they took away McDonald's? They took all the McDonald's away. That's what I'm saying. Is that really a loss or is that a win? Yes, right. Mm. <laughs> One hand taketh away. With, with yeah, how much like money? McNug- I'm if sure. If you like, like McDonald's, McNug- um. I guess if you want McCancer, you beat him. I mean, the air we breathe is probably going to give us cancer before we <laughs> make nuggets we put in our body. But Look here. All right, I've just newly cemented my 32-pound weight loss yesterday, so I'm judging all the McDonald's. Yeah, boy. Awesome. Getting it. Jared writes in. He says, The defamation trial between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is over. It's the end of an era. But how can we know that the jury didn't make an error? He claimed, me too, Johnny said. She made a poo. <laughs> These people are sick in the head. Just look at the bed. Hashtag, what if Johnny was falsely me too but Amber was not the one who pooed? <laughs> just God. You know, you know. We don't even... Don't even need to comment to these anymore. We just drop them Do- in. Doctor like- Doctor Deuce is is coming in with the uh, with the bangers today. You know, you sometimes wish something like really good for somebody. You're just like, I really wish something like this would happen to them. For me, I just wish he'd been put on the jury for that trial because I think that would have been it. Would have been his life defining moment. He would have loved it. Could you imagine getting daily report? Oh, they're not supposed to report, I suppose. But he he would have still slipped it in somewhere on done. Facebook. He'd figured it out. I just imagine if, like, he goes up to the stand and he's like, what if Heard really did turn? <laughs> like, like right in front of the grand jury. He, could, he couldn't have helped himself. Your Honor, I need some clarification on this. <laughs> Bring out the turd expert again. <laughs> what, if, what if Jared is so inspired by all this that he becomes a lawyer now and he yeah. seeks out the defamation trial specifically? Defecation, defamation, defecation. Maybe defamation. he and Tricky could go into sort of business together. Tricky could cook them up, and he could, uh, or bake them up, and he could cook them. <laughs> Jar- Jared's going to reach out to Amber and be like, "Listen, your your last lawyer was a jerk. They didn't know what they're talking about. I can help you." I'm defecation, defamation lawyer. <laughs> so one of the one of the lenders I work with with the uh, the mortgage business, they put out like a 
picture of Amber Heard's like Twitter. <laughs> and it's like someone writing in to Amber and it says, hi, tough break on the trial. If you're in need of extra cash, you should cash out your primary residence up to 80% loan to value. <laughs> it's not 15 million, but it's a start. Feel free to call and text me anytime. And so all these mortgage bit, all these lenders that I work with are posting this freaking picture and this meme of someone, a loan officer reaching out for her to do like cash out refinance on her house. Uh, it's freaking hilarious. Gareth writes in and says that the three games that he wants to finish that he has not already started, um, Plague Tale Innocence, amazing game, Guardians of the Galaxy, also a good game, I hear. I haven't played it yet. Still in the wrapper. And then Dangerous Driving. Has anyone played that one? I've played a little of that one. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah. That's the most Dri- doable list so far, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is Dangerous Driving, is that one um, like the destruction <sighs> ones, the burnout crew made? Yeah, I think it's, did you ever play, they, they did a Dangerous Golf. I'm pretty sure it's yes. the same team. It's yes. a splinter group yeah. from the burnout team. Yeah. That, right. A little yeah. pretentious, the developer. But yes, I definitely, um, I definitely play Dangerous Golf. Pretty yeah, cool. They- the golf one is better. The driving one is a little bit, um, yeah, but it's okay. It's nothing amazing. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the burnout games back in the day. So, like, not having those these days is mm. kind of sad. It's kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. From, from memory, though, that driving one, it's all circuit racing. So, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, like, that whole, you know, slow motion thing it's not really in it to the degree you think it would be um like it was in the mm. golf one so yeah i played a fair bit of it mm. yeah okay. yeah i didn't try that one i played dangerous golf and wasn't there a dangerous golf 2 well it may have been i only played the first one i played dangerous golf but the thing was one of those games came out and i was listening to a podcast and they said that it didn't have a soundtrack releasing oh that the idea was they wanted you to use spotify in the background or something yeah and not that that really matters but i was like i don't know that just the way it was phrased the way it was pitched sounded like you're trying to sell me an incomplete game telling me you're doing it for my benefit it could have yeah. could have been either but that dangerous golf uh, if you if you haven't played it and you you like sort of crazy golf that's a really good game and it's tricky too it gets quite hard uh later yeah, it, on. it does it's a good game very interesting speaking of golf i saw on your profile list that you had at least turned on and started hot shots golf yeah i didn't realize sony uh, again overplaying their hand their, their big selling point is putting those games on their service but you can buy them individually i didn't know that um so all those games i don't know they're they're available on the hong kong or the japanese store at the moment because it's already out there i assume this is what will happen in the u.s do you have the ps plus now or not yet no it, it launches the day actually launches the day the show comes out but yeah two days from yeah, so you can buy those games for about $4 US, and there's only two that I was interested in, the two golf ones, so I just bought them for that. Um, so that's, that's great perfect. for me, yeah. Apparently, we're getting the NTHC versions, not the PAL version, so we'll get the better one. Yeah. Oh. Which I think you got those too. You want the Japanese versions, correct? Yeah, from the Japanese, yeah. Yeah. Bit of nostalgia. Yeah, that actually, <laughs> I, I was actually surprised that they're selling them a la carte, not just... Yes forcing you into the service to have them because like i'm gonna have the service regardless i have their i have their you know ps now and all that now so for me it's business as usual 
the offerings are different, but the fact that I can buy them on, you know, individually. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all on those stores and there's quite a lot of them. So if you were going to buy a lot of them, you'd be better off to get the service than than pay the money. But if you only want one or two, then it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Splinter Cell. That's happening. I want the Platinum Splinter Cell. Hmm. Not Splinter Cell. Simon Filter. Jeez. Where's my head at? Either way. All right. So we're going to end the community questions section with another poem from Dr. Deuce. (laughs) If your name rhyme with turd, how would you handle that? Would you avoid all fecal and gas-related situations uh, that could tie you to butt-related odors or sounds? For example, keep a 10-foot radius from Daryl at all times because he will put the blame on you. Or... Would you embrace your birth name that rhymes with turd and just drop one big one on the side of the bed where your loved one rests their head? Hashtag, if your name was heard, why would you drop a turd? I mean, I would I would market my own brand of chocolate bananas. Dude, yes, you could do that. I mean, you gotta, you gotta bring it full circle. Point, at this point, she needs to just go Gwyneth Paltrow and just be like, yeah, all right, here's candle. my here's my candle. My farts in a jar, or my shit in a jar. Oh my god, herds, herds. Yep, that's what she needs to do. All right, CJ, I want you to start us off. Japanese vending machines everywhere, Daryl. Herds, herds. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I can hear you. Joe sounds like a robot. Yeah, Joe and Matt both sound like robots now. Mm. We get kicked out. Are Are we still good? Hello? We're st- we're still alive. You guys just sound like robots. <laughs> robot, domo marigato, Mister Robot, domo. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! What a hilarious Thank you. disaster! Thank you, <laughs> like auto tune. <laughs> he sounds like the dude from uh, Saints Row. <laughs> I start singing some T Pain. There you go. You're, You're back. back. How about me? Yeah, you're back too. Awesome. I did it on <laughs> that, was a, that was amazing. I hope that actually comes over in the in the recording pretty well because I'll definitely use that. <laughs> All right. CJ, I want you to start us off. What is one of we're gonna go around the table three times. If we go farther, that's fine. This show's already been uh long winded, so we'll do at least three apiece. What is one game that you are, you know, declaring that you're gonna finish this year? Yeah, well, I'm going to be, unlike some of the people that posted in this thing, I'm going to be realistic, I think, and pick three things that I can do, (laughs) (laughs) unlike that guy doing thousand-hour games or whatever. Um, He'll probably do them, though. Uh, I'm going to try and finish, because I've just... I've just abandoned it for the last three months, the, the new expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, because I got about three hours into it and there's a stealth section and I just don't like... It's not a stealth game. It's not done well. And I'm just like... I have this, I'm a bit of a stubborn bastard, Daryl, if you didn't know. And I just sort of parked my character there and went, well, fuck this. I'm just going to stand here until it, something happens. And three months later, nothing has happened yet. So I, I've now got it in my mind that I'm going to have to do this section. <coughs> but that, that's my aim because I know if I can get past that section, um, uh, then I'm sure it will be great. And, and they've already released the next lot of stories, so I need to, to get onto it. So that's my biggest priority for this year to overcome my fear of the three-minute stealth section and then go on and finish the expansion. Awesome, awesome. That's, that's good. I hear that game, not only is it just, you know, seems like it just gets better and better with every, every oh, update fantastic. and expansion they do, 
Yeah. But um, I hear they they kind of made it where you can do the dungeons or some of the grindy sections single player now. Mm, yeah, the the AI um uh you you can have AI companions now. So yeah, you, it's even though it's an MMO, it's basically a single player game. I play almost exclusively by myself, and then when you run up in a dungeon, then you hook up with other people if you wish to. So yeah, but you can play it you know heavily with other people if you wish, of course. Yeah. All right, Matt, what's the game that you're committing to play and beat this year? It's a game I've had on my log for a while, and I really need to push through it, but I really want to finish Half-Life Alex. Oh, okay. Your good old friend of the show, Levi, would be like, yes, sir. It's, It's just... It's tough playing in VR for longer than 30 to 40 minutes at a time. It, it It's a bit of a strain, and that's a full-fledged game. It's a 12 to 15-hour game. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Joe, what about you? Um, Now, does this have to be something we already own or coming out? Like, what are the uh, specifications w- on it? I would prefer it be something that's already out. So something uh, in my backlog. Yeah, I mean, this being this, we are a bit of a backlog centric show. It would be, it would be a good idea to keep it in the backlog. Okay. Um, I definitely want to beat Bloodborne this year. I mean, I'm already like forty percent through it, so I just want to, or I just want to see myself through Bloodborne. I also want to beat Grand Theft Auto Five finally because I just want to get that fucking hundred gigs off my hard drive. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, it's like. <laughs> Like, like, there's no reason for the game to be that big. And um, I want to beat another RPG this year, so I think I'm going to go with Persona 5. Like, I want to finish it mm. this year. Now, 5 or Royale? 5. Because I already started it, and I'm already, like, half through it. There's no reason in going back mm-hmm. and buying Royale. Even though Royale's only, like, 20 bucks right now. That's kind of tempting, but I don't want to redo everything. And I might actually just stick Persona 5 on easy and just blast through it. Like, because I dabbled with easy mode on that game just to see what it was. CJ, have you ever dabbled with easy mode on Persona 5? Yeah, it's not a bad choice, I think. Uh, it fucking just, like, levels you up to, like, yeah. ridiculous. Like, it gives you, like, a level up every time you kill, like, one enemy. It's insane. Like, you f- you do one battle, you level up, like, four times. Mm-hmm. But Another as you get... Level up, like, as you get towards the end, you can still lose battles, not because you're not strong enough, but because a typical JRPG, you've got to use the right type of attacks, or it makes. Oh yeah, no but that's so. that's that's easy enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. If you know how to play, if you know how to play Persona games and Shim- and Shimigami games in general, like that's mm. not gonna mm. affect you. Still not as good as Tales or Arise, where you can just tell them to fight them for themselves and you just watch them. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. What the fuck is that about? Easy mode, yeah. It's why I, that's what I've been doing lately. It's good if you're grinding. You just push it. You know, I, I, I might do that for the yeah. PS4 version after I beat the PS5 version. Yeah, I might go back and let the game play itself for the PS4. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about easy modes? Ratchet and Clank's easy mode is invincibility. Like <laughs> you t- really? You turn, you turn on easy, and it, yeah, you just can't die. Like <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, like, I, 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 sorry. I was gonna say when I've um, when I've played other Ratchet and Clank games with my kids, like th- there's sometimes there's difficulty difficulty spikes and there's areas where like my kids get a little frustrated and they're like, ah. so I was like, if me and Spider Packs are me passing the controller back and forth, I'll put it on easy. That way he you know is less inclined to die at a big monster closet. But like it tells you like yeah, basically easy mode means you can't die, and 
sure enough, like your your health bar just doesn't move. Like I found one section of the game where the the fight got so intense, my health bar moved down a quarter percent. <laughs> like outside of that, I was like, well, this is basically invincibility. What are you going to say, uh, CJ? Well, I was just going to say that I think like using an invincibility mode in a, a six-hour linear game, you might have to question your life decisions there. But using it in in the sense of an auto battle in a JRPG, I think is really good for because of leveling. So you know, one is just a sleazy, can't be bothered. The other is like a mechanic, you know, used by good pro gamers, I suppose, to save time. Oh, so you know, okay, I honestly think it's not. It's I don't, <laughs> I'm not even ashamed anymore, though. Like I feel like at this point in my gaming career. I just have way too much to beat, CJ, and I'm just yeah. never going to beat it all unless I start playing shit on yep. easy. It's yeah. never going to happen. I came to that revelation back in 2011, 2012. Halo 4 was out, and I know Halo 5 was starting to be announced. I said, I just need to get through this, and I lowered the difficulty to easy just so I could play through and get done with the story. Yeah. But th- that, like, not to detract, but the, re- like, the problem with mo- a lot of games are you just bump the difficulty level up, but all it does is increases the boss's health, health um, you know, bar. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't fundamentally change the way the game's played. You, you still do the same way of playing. It just takes longer. You know, you have to dodge more because the loop will take longer to kill him. But there are very few games where the mechanics really change, like, and, and usually they're turn-based games. When, when you, you jump the difficulty up, that's when you really have to, you know, you have to understand how the status effects and buffs and things work. But in most of these hack and slash games, the game doesn't play any different. You just fucking wail on them for longer. That's the only difference, <laughs> which is just a yep. you know waste of time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I've uh, over the past couple of years, especially doing the show, I've I've come to the terms that easy mode it is the best mode. I I just I can't be bothered to be held down because uh, in a section any longer than I need to. It's like I just need to be able to move past this. Like I'm in it for the story, anyways. Yeah, same um, here. And like whenever I'm playing games with my oldest, I, he, that dude will judge me in a heartbeat if he sees me even drop it to normal. <laughs> yeah, like he started Horizons uh, Forbidden West. He started on hard, and uh, and he beat the game on hard. And he, I was like, yeah, I think I'll put it on easy. Maybe even just like story mode. <laughs> he was like, Dad, come on. I'm just like I, I don't have the skills that you have or the time that you have. Yeah, I think I think it's a different argument. If the boss now throws in new moves or new mechanics, it's totally different. Then I can see why you know you justify it. But a lot of games, like I, I, I imagine that's what Elden Ring does because it's a skill game. But most of these games, like Horizon, all these things, it's the same game. They just make it a little bit harder, like bigger bigger health bars. I just don't get it. Got time for Stupid. that? Yeah. All right, so CJ, was that your second game? Which one, sorry? Yep. Um, did you? We got so sidetracked. <laughs> oh well, no, I'll just throw it out. Uh, so my second one is the DLC, um, the expansion for uh, AC okay. Valhalla, the the Dawn okay. of Ragnarok. I'll go with that one because I really enjoyed both the expansions so far, and I finished the base game, so I just need to. It's quite different that expansion, um, but uh, it, it, unfortunately, it's like a forty hour expansion, I think. But um, I will finish that one because I'm enjoying it. Awesome, awesome. All right, Matt, what's your second? Dying Light 2. Uh, I, I spent the money on it. It was at the... It was nearing the end of when I completed Forbidden West and Elden Ring, so I wanted something else for exploration. So I think I'm just going to push through and finish it up. I, I, I got... Like I said, I have about 21 hours into it. 
I don't think it would be much longer for me to push through. Maybe a 40-hour game for me. But, I mean, the story's pretty neat. Nothing to truly write home about. But I enjoy the parkour and beating up a bunch of the bandits. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say Dying Light 2 is one of mine as well. Um, because, again, I was such a huge fan of Dying Light 1, and I jumped into that game. I bought Horizon, Elden Ring, and Dying Light back-to-back and played a little bit of Dying Light, and that was kind of the extent of it. Played a little, I played a, a small amount of Horizon. Yeah, I was going to say Dying Light was one of mine for sure, and then the other would be Tokyo Ghostwire. I want is that to, game worth getting? I don't know. I bought it and never turned it, never put it in. Jesus. I'm gonna wait for a sale for that one. Yeah. It looks really cool. And I've had people say that I that you know, people I'm friends with say it's it's a good game. Oh. CJ, you bought that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it has been on sale recently on the PSN store, so it's coming. Uh it's definitely gonna be on sale everywhere, I imagine, sooner rather than later. But it's good. It's a good game. Like it's a twenty-hour game with you know twenty hours of random collectible grinding after the story. If you want to see that, which you wouldn't have to do if you're just interested in the story. But it's a, if you don't like Assassin's Creed and that you know sort of regional map idea of working in zones, then you're not going to like it. It's very the gameplay ah. is that uh, the, the setting it, is control, uh, dark uh, horror, mild horror, but the the gameplay loop is very fetch questy Assassin. Um, Joe, I know you ran all three of yours off at the same time. Do you have anything else you wanted to add to it or you want to go? I mean, I want to tackle. Oh man. What game was that game on my list that I want to tackle? Oh, I want to play death stranding this year. Mm, oh. choice. And I want to like, I want to actually like, put some time into it and beat it. Like I never even started it. Like that's a game I have sealed from like black Friday that I just never even opened. And I feel like I owe it to myself to play it because I shit on it so much. So, like, maybe I should actually play this game. You definitely should, because I did as well. I shat all over it when it came out. And, like, there's a lot of bullshit in that game. There's no two ways about it with, like, moments of, like, really cool stuff, but overwhelming bullshit. But the last two hours of that game are fantastic. And the sad reality is most people will never get that far because they just neck themselves before then. But if you can, I think Levi even managed, I think he might have made it to the last two hours. I don't know. But I remember he was like, everyone you talk to that's not a Kojima, you know, Hoxark um, is like, oh, this, it's just <laughs> the whole, it's a, it's a really, yeah, it's a bullshit journey. There's some really bullshit things in that game. But that last two hours, it becomes linear and it becomes much more story focused. And it, it's really good. If he'd have made the first hour and the last two hours, it's a three hour game, would have been amazing. But. <laughs> You had to put gameplay in there. Yep, that's that's Kojima though. Mm-hmm. So, that's awesome. I also want to play Death Stranding. That's that's another one that I just keep looking at and telling myself. And then they're putting they put the director's cut with plus memberships. It's like, uh, do I just negate the progress I made on the PS4 standard version and move on up to the PS5 version? Because surely that's going to be the better version. I, I do that. I started the, the PS5 one. It's much better to look at. And it's a beautiful game, even on the 4. So if, if you can get the 5 one, I'd do that. That's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to start it over and, and do that. Hmm. So, Matt, you got another one? 
I got many other ones. Uh, <laughs> in line with the topic of the show, I have a number of Zelda games I've never beaten, including the original, which is kind of a, embarrassing to admit. But I've made a couple different attempts at it, and I think I'm going to make an attempt to finally clear that one 100%. And I got a, those two 3DS games, Phantom Hourglass, as well as Spirit Tracks, I want to try to brute force through. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. There. Yeah, I've, I've got quite a list myself. Uh, I, I just I'll keep it kind of. I guess kind of simple, you know, and just kind of name uh, one or two uh, more. I am going this year, whether it's a good game or not, I'm going to beat, I want to play and beat um, Call of Cthulhu. No, Sinking City. Sorry. Yeah. I was looking at Call of Cthulhu, but the Sinking City is one of the games that, like, I listen to the, um, oh, what's that podcast called? I listened to this podcast, the What Culture Gaming podcast. And these guys just randomly would just rave about how good the uh, Sinking City is. And they're like, all these games we played this year, blah, blah, blah. But we just randomly decided to play the Sinking City. And this was just out of nowhere awesome. Out of nowhere awesome. So I, uh, I, I listened to the podcast forever. And then after about the third or fourth time they mentioned that, I was like, okay, screw it. I'm buying it. So I went and bought it. I've got it downloaded right here in front of me, and I want to play that game. I want to know what it is about that game that has these guys raving about it. Have, have any of you guys played The Sinking City? No, it's on my list as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody got another one they want to throw out there? Yeah, I've got I can just run my last lot together because... I think they're doable, but I've been putting them off for some time. So we'll see. Uh, The Disco Elysium, I'd really like to try and give that game a good go, but you've really got to be in the right headspace for it, which is a shame because it's probably excellent. I need to to find the headspace. Uh, Neo 2, I want to try that. I tried the first one. It was too hard for me. The second is supposedly a little easier. Um, Yeah, I want to get into that. Uh, Chernobyl Light, I don't know if you've seen this one, Daryl. Yes. It looks great. Yeah, I don't think I'm not sure if you can finish that game because it's a bit of a resource runner, and I, I'm sure you can, but I'm not interested in following build guides. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Then um, and Death Loop, I bounced off that a little bit too soon. So if I could get through all those, and then you know, outside it's on the shelf. I really want to play it, but not until I finish Bravely Default Two, is our Triangle Strategy, which may be the best game of this year that I just don't get to this year, which would be a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is. I buy lots of best games of the year that I don't. Yeah. Are you interested in that one, Matt? Triangle Strategy? It looks fantastic. No, my wife plays, has been playing it, and she's the big JRPG person of the relationship, and yep. she's actually growing frustrated with it, which means I would have absolutely no, no desire for it. Fair enough. Isn't Kali playing uh, Triangle Strategy, Joe? No, she's playing Bravely Default. I want triangle strategy. Mm. Mm. I play a lot of tactics games, but again, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people that say they love it, and then I've heard people that say they don't like the mechanics in the game that go with the game. 
there's like meta mechanics apparently like well they, there's just huge amounts of story as well apparently like tons and i'm fine and with that I like little that gameplay my, same i like same. that shit in my rpgs yeah same so I don't like just, if you don't like story in your rpg why are you playing an rpg yeah it's 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 the Nintendo curse. We've got to, I, like Kalia's playing that Bravely Default too. I think she's a little ahead of me. It's only six chapters. I'm like, how 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 bad can this possibly be? And the chapters just never end, never end. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good seventy or eighty hours that game. We'll get there one day. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of game. That's a lot. That's a mm. lot. So. Um, Trophy. Exactly. Make you lose control. All right, well, I'm going to end it with one last game that I am going to beat this year. And I said I said to keep them off of the list, but, you know, Joe broke the rules first, so I'm going to go with it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's happening. I'm beating it this year. I am 10 hours into the game now, and I went to go play it a little while ago, and for whatever reason, it wouldn't, it wouldn't load. So I was like, well, not playing that tonight. Yes, you just got to pay a bit more for the next level. You'll be right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> for the next so. game. <laughs> Someone's got to finish it, it, that so they can play the interlude. Pro- probably Rick's son. But what, what's that yeah. called? That extra bit you get? In- Intergrade? Intergrade, yeah. yeah. I don't know anybody that's sense. played Intergrade. I don't know anybody that's actually played that part. So no. Yeah, they're, definitely. <laughs> Their naming convention for that game is worse than Microsoft's naming <laughs> for their consoles. I will give you that. <laughs> and that's pretty bad because um, I don't I don't particularly love the naming convention. Like, what side. does that even mean? <laughs> integrate? I don't know. I guess, I guess they're going to integrate this DLC. So. They know no one will ever get to it anyway, so it doesn't matter. There's nothing like there. Long, I'm <laughs> the thing is, is, I like the game. I like when I play it. I'm just oh, like. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, I don't know what my problem is. But then again, you know, I've got other games that like I did the same thing with. So like Doom 2016 still. Yeah. Right up my alley. So I'll get there eventually. Guys, uh, thank you all so you. much. Thank you. Coming on here. Thank um, you. You guys uh, listening to it won't understand the the fun of the internet issues we've had <laughs> and just some of the, some of the hiccups in get making this happen tonight. But I appreciate all three of you gentlemen for coming on here, doing the show, talking games, uh, reading poetry with, because, you know, we definitely do that here on the loot bros podcast. If you made it this far, please like share, subscribe, reach out to the guys that have been coming on the show and tell them, thank you. These, I feel very blessed to have uh, a group of guys I can talk to like this right here. Um, and having the, the crew that we have now on the Loot Burst podcast to, to reach into and to talk with. So we have more uh, interviews coming up in the coming weeks. We had to reschedule one this week that I was very excited about, but unfortunately some um, change of life circumstances happened. So, you know, life happens. We will reschedule. Uh, and we've had one dev reschedule with us, uh, so which is all good. You know, a little bit of break talking nonsense with these guys is always a good time. So thank you guys for all that you do, all the support. This is the Loot Bros Podcast, and we're out of here. What's up, everybody? I'm coming in here with something special. So I was digging into the annals of the internet, and I found 
a couple songs from another band that I, that me and some of the Ninja Loot guys started. Uh, it was, was an, this was an acoustic rock project, not your normal scream fest, you know, beat down songs that we that we do. Uh, we actually, for a I don't know about a year or so, we uh, started this band called Exit Humanity. And we wrote some rock stuff, and we wrote some uh, acoustic stuff, and we did a few, like, we did a, I guess, really, we didn't do more than one. We did one, we did, I don't remember. We did a few, um, you know, acoustic sets where we just, acoustic guitars and, like, kind of bongo, conga drums. um, And we just played some stuff that we thought was cool that wasn't metal. So um, I just randomly woke up when I was editing the show and remembered the logins. like. Nine years old. Remember the logins to retrieve the music. So here is their demos. They they were never finalized. Um, yeah, the the group itself. We're all still friends. We also do stuff together. And I guess about two years ago now, we actually got back together and did like a little acoustic rock. Well, I guess it was more so rock, not so much acoustic. We did a little rock set at a church um, for this special event. And what have you. And uh, it's, it was fun. It's cool listening back to it. It kind of gave me the feels. Brought back the nostalgia. So I am dropping. This song is called 1111. And this is by one of my other bands. Exit Humanity. This is technically still a demo version. But it's, it's not mastered. It's just a. This is what we had. And we put it out there. Just to kind of let some of our friends know what we were working on. Uh, and then we all kind of disbanded. Not from lack of you know, desire. But we uh, you know, ran out of time. And uh, some career changes and stuff kind of grounded the project. So here you go, 1111 uh, by Exit Humanity. If you actually want to find the song, listen to it, they are available on SoundCloud. I think what I need to do is some of this stuff, I just need to create a resident Daryl sound like um, Spotify and just put some of this other stuff. Because what happens is every now and again, not a lot. I don't want to make it out like it's a big deal. But a lot, every now and again, people will reach out and be like, man, where can I listen to this? Or can I download it? Can I buy it? Whatever. And um, some, of the, some of this stuff that I put on here, I'm like, man, I really need a central location for this. I might, I might put it up on the YouTube. So we'll see. Either way, that's my ramble. 1111 uh, by Exit Humanity. No, you knew I would not 